There is nothing I love more than you topping me. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Thursday, November 15, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 461. This is No Agenda. With a firm grasp on the dog that's being wagged here in the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm struggling with this microphone, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yeah, I could. I thought, well, wow, we got a noisy connection, but that's just you moving the mic around, huh? Well, the mic is uh, flopping around. <laughs> it's flopping around, and I got. And then if I if I let go of it, it's not a boom. It, oh. it, it flies toward my head at high speeds. <laughs> oh, it's been rigged. Yeah, I don't know. It's got move. I don't know what I have a really, I have a a Rhoda boom actually. Rhoda, you know, are you familiar with Rhoda? Yeah, yeah, Rhoda, Rhodey, yeah. Rhoda, whatever yeah. they're however pronounced it. The yeah. mic company, Rhoda. Well, they actually, I think they make mixers too. That's the one that looks like the. That's the one that's like the. Uh, uh, it's like a light thing. Yeah, it exactly. Would have a light bulb yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, basically, it around. it's basically a lamp that they d- doubled the price and said they took off the lamp part and said, Here. <laughs> "Right, they took off the lamp. It got ripped off." <laughs> I love this thing though because it's co- it's compact, and when I when I do the show on the road, um, I can just fold the whole thing up and I put it in the in the show suitcase. Well, you see, saw what I do when I'm on the road. I take the mic and I shove it into the uh, into a. a, a Briefcase kind of thing, right? Rubber, right. Brief, and then I just kind of push it around till it's kind of pointy. Right, right. But what do you what do you use for uh, what holds your mic when you're on the road? That's what I said. I've got like one of those bags that computer case. It's kind of a, a oh. you know a leather computer yeah, case. Yeah. I unzip part of the top, <laughs> shove the mic in the hole, <laughs> so okay. it's like stable. That's that's uh, high tech. I've so, took pictures. Of, I've it, taken pictures of this. This rig. See, I on the other hand, I have left um, indelible circle marks on uh, on desks <laughs> yeah, you in go hotel out and ruin rooms furniture with your thing. <laughs> around the world. People are like, what is this circle on the desk? Where did that come from? That's really strange. Yes, you're clamping it down. <laughs> yeah. In the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Oh, well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry, and in the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and also all our no agenda nights who keep. Careful tabs on what we do on a very consistent basis. And not just careful tabs, but really uh, help us uh, keep the show on the road as well, which we highly appreciate. And in the morning to all of the human resources in our chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, who are always a source of irritation and love to have, (laughs) love to have them there. But they're also, also very handy. They, they, they do keep tabs on the live show as long as the, the the no agenda Nazis uh, work on the ones that are irritating. And everything's good. I'm glad we we made that change, John. I'm glad we we just let them all go and shoot each other in the chat room. I'm sorry. What 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 did we do? Well, no. When, when we decided it was okay for people to be Nazis and and kick people out. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's the way to do it. And and John, big news. It's called moderation. <laughs> it's called moderation and moderation. Big news. I am happy to report we were white right once again. Once again. Well, this is getting old. It is, but this was a very important one because how long have I been saying that iOS 6, the operating system that comes with the iPhone and the 5 and you can load on your old iPhone on the iPads, that it is broken and it is costing us money and the end users money? 
You said this since the first day they rolled this out, and it wasn't a, a prediction. <laughs> no, it, it well, was an observation of fact. It th- well, it was a fact, and how long? But I've been bitching and moaning about it. I've, yeah, you I've have sent been. You've emails. been bitching and moaning more than anyone. I've and been nobody s- else. Everyone's oh, I don't know. It's yeah. a, oh, it's a false data switch. I sent emails to Apple. I sent emails to everyone I knew at Apple. They're like, oh, we'll see if we have a tech note on this. So finally, and it, and I have to give huge props to the guys over at PRX, the public radio exchange, who build apps for a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the national treasure uh, programs, such as This American Life, and uh, well, of course, you know what we had already seen immediately is being a small little outfit here, you know, with a couple of guys and you know donated uh, labor and hardware and bandwidth from you know our our merry crew. Uh, uh, I guess uh, This American Life got their bandwidth bill <laughs> and went, holy crap, something's got to be wrong. Because, uh, of course, they... Oh, so that's what it took. That's what it took, exactly. And then, But then the PRX guys have been hearing me bitch about it, so they actually had to go under the hood because, you know, they're Apple developers, so they were able to do all this, uh, uh, this stuff in the SDK, and they published this. And now every tech publication is going... Oh boy, it looks like there's a big bug in iOS six. You guys are all you're all just huge douchebags. Douchebags. Douchebags, I tell you. You're copycat no work doing douchebags. Uh, sorry, tech company butt licking douchebags. You don't stand up for the little guy. You're all lame. Twit network, I'm looking at you too. CNET? All of you guys. Next web, Pando Daily. You don't do any reporting. We do reporting right here on this show. Well, we were the first to notice this this anomaly, and it was obvious it wasn't making any sense. Right. And, well, it was, uh, but it hurt. I think it hurt us severely. It hurt. Oh us yeah, with, no. A lot of people could. They were. What do you mean? They were all they were doing was complaining bitterly <laughs> to you, and emailing <laughs> on the Twitter, and they were and they were emailing on the Twitter to you, which was the best part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kept saying, you know, what are you talking to me for? I got, I'm not a part of this part of it. I don't produce the show. And besides that, you were the one that picked up on it early and started complaining. And they should have been complaining. Well, I don't know, because what good does it do? You already knew it was a problem. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad some. Well, of course, I knew it was going to resolve itself eventually. Well, no, the thing is, it has now sales will skyrocket. <laughs> no, but it hasn't been solved yet. This is the problem. So now everyone oh, knows it it. what? No, of course not. You think Apple's going to go? Oh yeah, that's wrong. We're going to go fix it. No, they haven't acknowledged anything. They're returning no phone calls. It has not been fixed in six dot oh dot one. It's it's still broken. Of course, of course, it's still. It's not going to. You know, it, it'll be like. Version 6.2 somewhere down the line. Meanwhile, people are losing, people in, in Europe and Australia and countries where you don't have, you know, where bandwidth is expensive. These people are getting huge bandwidth bills and the content creators, the little dudes like us are getting shoved for all this. So, screw maybe Apple. it's a scheme. Yeah, this is actually what uh, Void Zero, our guy, he because he saw all this anomaly and he said... He actually sent me this whole email with a with a. I'm like, dude, you're you're more crackpot than I am. His idea. He even had it better. He said he thought that perhaps it was even. And we think about this as possible that um, that the cell phone companies have rigged it so that they can actually report higher bandwidth without it actually being used. And when you think about it, there's no way for you to check how much bandwidth you really used. 
yeah, there's, you know, there's some mid-level uh, tracking applications you can put in. But really, you can't really know exactly how much you used. And I wouldn't put it past these a-holes. I wouldn't put it past them, and it, it's a, one good way to get, you know, I just picked up by, because I, I got a new uh, uh, carrier. I got T-Mobile, because they have a, for people out there looking for a cheap way to go, and you and you, and you want to do pay-as-you-go, non-contract, T-Mobile's got the, right now, I think has the best deal. You get one of their SIM cards for a buck, and then you, when you install the SIM card on whatever phone you've got, uh, you can then pick from a bunch of plans, and they got this one plan which is perfect for me, which is uh, thirty dollars a month, period. Unlimited text, unlimited uh, internet, web. Wait, 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 and, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Unlimited, or do they knock you down a notch after a certain amount of data? They knock you down a notch after five after five gigabytes. Uh-huh. They they give you five gigabytes at four G. Oh, and then after that, it's all three G. How many a Green Day albums? Can and wait you a minute, let me let me say. Well, wait, stop. I can't get four G here anyway, so this is good. Oh, oh really? Oh, that's lame. No, of course not. Bay Area. So and then and then you get a hundred minutes of voice. Now Which, I don't talk on the uh, cell phone. I, I that don't much. talk on the cell phone either. No. So for thirty <laughs> bucks a month, this is a pretty good deal. It's all web only. It's you can't go into the stores yeah, and get it. You can only this. order it online. Right. I, I, I like that. You know, they, they, I, I don't understand why they still have that uh, commercial running for T-Mobile. Have you seen the one with the, with the hot chick on the motorcycle and she's counting? She's counting. No, that's Sprint. No, that's not Sprint. Well, see, how, how effective is it? <laughs> well, it's, wait, no, it's Verizon. Isn't it Verizon? She's the hot chick. And she jumps wow. on a bike and she goes zooming around. How, everything turns pink. How, how ineffective is this advertising? <laughs> well, it's for, no, it, I it's think for, you're right. It's, it's Verizon. I think you're right. It's Verizon. So the, it, 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 she's douchebags, ca- by the way. And but she's counting. And here's well, case in point. She's driving along and she says one, two, Kalamazoo, three, four, Jersey Shore. Uh, and hold on a second. Jersey Shore has been washed away. You might want to change your commercial. It's very annoying each time I hear it. <laughs> like you care. Well, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Use the DVR and skip the commercial. They uh, they put a, a bad notation on my credit report, uh, Verizon. I've never had a Verizon phone in my life. And uh, now I have like all this credit crap I got to fix. Not that I... What? Yeah. They, they claim that Adam Curry owes them $560. And, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to see if I could get a loan to buy Ms. Mickey a car. And uh, so I went to the bank and they went, uh, no. <laughs> I said, why not? Well, first of all, they, you're, you're not credible because you have no loans. I said, yeah, okay. Uh, or what do they call it? Um, uh, cre- no, they call it um, finance lines. Not credit lines, but they had another really interesting name for it. Um, and I can't remember what the name was. And then, you know, you've got a problem on your credit report. I'm like, what is that? And it was something from the Dish Network, which, of course, you know, when is the last time I had Dish Network was three years ago. So God knows what that is, um, which, you know, I sent them the equipment back and everything. So I don't know what's going on with that. And then this thing from Verizon. And so then, you know, now, you've, now, now this is where the scam comes into play because now you've got to sign up to one of these $15 a month credit 
company things, which are fronts basically for these three other a-holes who are ruining your reputation. The whole thing is bogative, and I'm all sour on it. And I'm, I am about to tell Mickey she can just stay in the stupid Range Rover until the frickin' wheels fall off. It's at least a safe car. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, yeah, it is, because you can't open the door anymore. So I guess that's kind of safe. Well, you're just going to have to buy another car without <laughs> with cash. Well, that's whatever what, the case is. Would we'll go uh, uh, rebuke uh, the thing? I mean, there's some way around this. Well, no, I, well, I have, so I have to go and repair my credit, which I've never had to deal with because I don't participate in the system. Well, welcome to the real world, and here's what's going to happen: you're going to be on the phone <laughs> for hours burning, and hours, burning and up my hundred minutes. If you value your time at some you know normal rate, you're right. gonna it's going to cost you thousands of dollars in your right. time. To deal with this, get a speakerphone and do other work while you're while you're on hold. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I'm afraid of the rover because uh, it, you know I I can wait a couple months and save up and then um, you know and then buy it all cash out right. But I'm afraid that something's going to happen with the rover and then it's you know it's going to be like thousands of dollars just to keep the thing on the road again. This thing is falling apart. I can feel it. It's not good. Mm. Anyway, that's my problem. Don't y'all worry about me. I mean, imagine. I could be director of the CIA. Now we're talking problems. Well, definitely. I figured this one out, by the way. Have you figured it all out? Uh, I'm, uh, well, there's, to be honest about it, I find there's too many possibilities to, to make a decision. I'm just, oh, okay. I'm just collecting, collecting, <laughs> collecting as much information collecting as I can. Info- I, so I have, um, I've been very fortunate. Um, well, first of all, there's, there's one, theory that came in that I liked very, very much. And I, and I wound up watching it last night just to, to see if, uh, if this could be anything close to it. Uh, it looked like we might have a movie PR moment, but a retroactive one. Do you, do you, well, well, listen, well, bear with me. How can you say nah if you don't even know what I'm going to say? Well, because you already gave it away that it's retroactive and that's not the way they do it. Well, that could depend. Have you ever seen the movie Seven Days in May? No, not really. Okay, this, well, maybe. I don't is, know. Is it an old movie? Yes, it's an old movie. It's yeah, a, I saw that movie. Burke Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Right, right, right. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's on YouTube. Uh, the In entire black thing. and white, I think. Yeah, black and white. The entire thing's on YouTube. I, I watched it last night just to make sure. It's a political uh, thriller, and it is so analogous, except for one minor little part. It doesn't end the same. So analogous to what, what's happening, where uh, there's a military coup. It's the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the, because of the disarmament between the Americans and the Russians, they want to kick the president out, which, of course, is, are you? what are you doing? I'm moving the mic around. Sorry. <laughs> it's loud. It's like it's like, it was. it's like the neighbors are moving their couch. So, let me ask you: Can you hear this? Yes, of course I can hear uh, that. Well, yeah. Here, let me. Ask I you. thought the mic was let me more ask isolated. You I'm on an isolation. Can you thing hear this? Be hey, you that sound. can you hear this, John? Can you hear that? Huh? Okay, just keep talking. I'm don't hit. Oh, it's, it's just in good shape now. Okay. Well, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying too. Okay. Okay. So uh, this movie is where the uh, it's a disarmament and uh, the the military industrial complex doesn't like it. Not not far from you know very analogous to uh, what uh, we're doing now. We're talking about this new START treaty, etc. 
So they want to have a coup with something called ecomcon, which is the electronic communications uh, control, and they're going to take over radio, television, and telephone, and they're going to uh, there's going to be a coup, and they're going to get rid of the president. And if they're okay, like, well, they've already taken over the telephone, and they've taken <laughs> right. over the but radio, but and they've the, taken over tele everything. But they but the, our podcast so far so good, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. this is making We're sense. We're next, and then but here's the beauty of it. Then they obtain so this the evil guy who's going to who's leading this coup of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, this general, he has an affair with some uh, with some woman. And he sends her love letters. And these love letters are going to be used as, you know, the way to bring him down by exposing him as an adulterer. So this, so I'm like, okay, this is really good. This is, here's your entire script. Do I just wait until you're done moving whatever you're moving? Sorry? Were you moving again? No, that's the train. The train going by at very slow <laughs> speeds with a lot of engines pulling a bunch of boxcars. Oh, the, the, right now where I'm se- seated, the microphone is pointed right at the window, so anything down well, the hill there. Well, you know, you might consider it being an audio show soundproofing something. This happens. The train goes by so rarely. Yeah, well, it happens to happen right during my talk. Well, I can't say. I can't account for its great timing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so I, I have to sit through the whole movie to find out at the end they wind up busting him another way and they never actually use the love letter. So I'm like, ah, oh. oh, there goes that whole theory. I'm like, that would have been what, perfect. They threw a plot point in there and they never they never executed it. No, they didn't have the the president actually had the letters in his hand. He was ready to do it, but then he's like, no, I can do this. You know, like the manly way, the old fashioned, the old fashioned way. Exactly, exactly. I don't have to stoop to their level. I'm like, well, you know, I can see the Obama administration stooping to that level, but of course, that is not what is going on here. That is not what is uh, is. Wait happening. a minute. So you brought us around to this story, and now it's like this was your theory, and now, but no, that's not your theory. I no. I said, you just watched no. the movie, and you decided to throw it into the show because you wasted all the time on this movie. No, I have a theory. I have okay, the I'm, theory. I'm listening. I have the theory, but I need to set you up a little bit. Uh, you know, I need to, to get you groovy, feeling like movie stuff, and you know, to, so you can feel it. All right, so there's a, the way I think I found out about what is really happening here is you have to understand some other things that are happening in the world right now. And the main thing is the bl- brand new Syrian opposition coalition, which was formed in Doha. I bet you didn't even know this was going on. I know what's going on. The French just recognized them. Well, more importantly, Turkey just recognized them. So here is the... And by the way, when we say that we know what's going on, that doesn't mean that the rest of the world knows what's going on, because why put that on the news? That would take away from the penis story, which is too too funny. Uh, so here is Toner. They brought in uh, the other guy at the Secretary of State to do the press conference, because, of course, Newland is not good enough. They're walking all yeah, over Yeah, no, she's her. actually the B-list. Yeah, she's B-list, so they bring in Toner. And she, she deals with the one guy, the, the Reuters guy. Yeah, uh, Matt. Matt. But uh, so now we have uh, some really good questions. Brian is piping up in the background asking about, you know, so what is this new opposition coalition and what are we doing? And how about the money? You say this is a very positive step, but you're calling them a legitimate representative, which is what you call 
the Syrian National Council a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess at some point you secretly delegitimized them because now they no longer were, but now this one is what they were a year ago. And now you're talking about technical committees for aid that you're already giving them over a hundred million dollars, I think, and they don't. Now, oh, a hundred million dollars! Remember when it was like ten or eleven? Or maybe twelve, and we you know, we got nothing but money to give away. We didn't even raise a hundred million dollars for victims of Superstorm Sandy. Okay, and by the way, it's not a hundred. The guy is such an idiot, Toner. He's going to correct him. Seem to be asking for. First off, it's a hundred and sixty million. Uh, <laughs> what do you know, man? It's a hundred and sixty million. It's more. We're than- wasting more money than you think we are. Humanitarian assistance. Idiot. And, and, you know, as we have said previously, some of that's going through international aid organizations. International aid organizations. You, you, yeah, that we control, NGOs. Well, yeah, but of course, you know, what does that really mean? We know what, the, I mean, there's only one thing that is happening with this money. But I think we all recognize yeah. that it needs to be used more effectively, need to be channeled more effectively. Channel. You talk about that. Channeled. They're not talking about that. Well, indeed, they I mean, are. It's a I mean, they led process. They're talking about They are talking about this. They're talking about weapons and they're talking about a lot of things that you're not talking about. <laughs> well, again... Are you just going to... It's like two kids. Right. So what's obviously what's going on here is we are sending money through international organizations to get them weapons. You know, the, the whole idea is, is to get them weapons. So we have this new council, and this new council includes the old Syrian National Council... Uh, but it includes another 40 new dudes. Now, one of the dudes who is, and, and you have to understand that there's clans and families in, in, in the Middle East, and we will, we will never fully understand how it works, but, uh, as Westerners, uh, but, but these, you know, it's not, if you have a, a name, that name is an important name, and anyone else with that name is going to be related to your tribe or to your clan. So as a part of this new coalition for democratic Syria, there's a puppet in there called Mohammed Kawam, K-H-A-W-A-M. Where have we heard this name before? Exactly. That is the, I've heard it. I've heard it. Natalie Kawam. That is ah. the Kelly sisters, the twins. Their maiden name is Kawam. So, of course, we don't hear that name too often. It's only about Jill Kelly and Kelly this and Kelly that. But both their names are actually Kawam. Now, the sister. Right. This is the. You should remind people who Jill Kelly is. Why don't you remind everybody who Jill Kelly she is? She is the one that uh, Petraeus was apparently having meetings with, and so was Alan about we don't know what. Well, they were but sending they, emails, out, and she was. She had a base pass, and she was showing up all the time on at every event, and she looks like a spy more than anything else. And then she's the one that what's what's her name? Broad broad. What's her broad? Uh, yeah, Paula Broadwell. Paula Paula Broadwell. Paula Broadwell uh, wrote her some nasty emails, which she passed off to the okay. so-called shirtless FBI okay. guy, right. who's never been named. Well, that hold, I on, know hold on, hold on. So, so stick with me. Stick with me because I've got. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring it all together. So Natalie uh, Kawam was married to uh, Grayson Wolf. Now, Grayson, so first of all, um, these sisters are Lebanese. They're from the Kawam family. So, you know, Lebanese, uh, let me see, where's Lebanon? Uh, gee, it's right above Syria. So it's all kind of in the general area. Well, actually, Lebanon essentially is Syria. Is, but, okay, thank you. Um, but they, 
she was married to Grayson Wolf, founding partner of Acadian Ventures. And uh, if you look at his history, uh, he was uh, Iraqi Reconstruction Special Assistant to Chief Operating Officer of the Export-Import Bank of America, appointed by Bush. I mean, this guy is all over the Middle East involved in uh, money running, etc., and uh, military-industrial complex, and, of course, economic hitmen for the United States. So these two sisters, um, here, so here's what I think is going on. The real victim here, believe it or not, is Paula Broadwell. Uh, she is, she's insane. You know, she's, she's kind of, you know, she's cuckoo. She's totally a fan of Petraeus. Maybe she blew him. I don't know. That's, that's, if anything, there was no big romantic affair going on. But what have we learned? We've learned that both Petraeus and General Allen were exchanging emails with the Kellys. And the way they were doing it, and we had just talked about this on a previous show, they were doing it the way the terrorists do it, which was unveiled as like like some huge thing no one knew about. When terrorists use Gmail, they don't send an email to each other. They it's like you know I'm a t- I'm terrorist A, you're terrorist B. I'm going to write an email, save it in my drafts folder, then you log into the same Gmail account and you open it up, you read it, and then you reply to me in draft. This is well, the- I. I don't, I've not heard that Alan was using yes, that trick. Yes, with- I, well, I have the reporting from it. I have the reporting. Okay, hit it. Okay. So, well, I don't have a clip. I, I have the report. It's all in the show notes. So, here's what I think was going on. You know, we have not seen any of the language. 20 to 30,000 different pages of communication between her, this middle-aged, married, two children having frumpy housefrau. Are you kidding me? These guys, they can get the MK Ultra presidential model. They can get whatever they want. They're not going after these women. No, here's what happened. We have the Kelly sisters are go-betweens to get the weapons from Libya, which is what, the, what is going on the entire time, the heavy weaponry, up into Syria. And they are the go-betweens between the CIA, who move the crap all the time, it's what they do, and, and the military. So they are communicating, and they use a little bit of code like, I love you, big man. Gee, you've got big guns. You know, whatever the code is that they're using. <laughs> big guns. And then what happens is... Yes, I've got a lot of big guns. I, I have a large <laughs> muzzle to show you. Let me show you my ammo. I'm not shooting blanks at you, baby. This is exactly the code that they were using. And it's all about moving the guns, the big heavy weaponry now confirmed, which is now in Syria. What happens is Broadwell finds out about it because she's a fangirl. She's like totally... She's so in love with with Petraeus. Somehow she finds out about it. And the thing is, she then says she doesn't know quite what's going on because she's reading about the big gun and your unit. And, you know, I'm not shooting blanks. And she's like, hey, bitches, stay away from my guy. You know, you, you got to stay away from the from from Petraeus because you don't want to taint him or whatever it is. And then the Kelly sisters see the problem. And they get whoever their 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 buddy is, you know, the shirtless FBI guy. By the way, now we know his name. What a creep that guy is! And that's when the whole thing starts off. And of course, the FBI hate the CIA. And here we've got Mueller appointed by Bush, who can't wait to screw these guys over and have something over them. He doesn't want to blow up the whole weapons thing, but he does want to have something over them. And so, in order to cover everything up, 
we have to, um, Petraeus is really being patriotic in this case, he thinks. He's saying, you know what, screw it. I'll just say that, you know, we'll, we, we use the code. Um, I was having an affair, but I was having it with Broadwell. That completely makes her, you know, discredits her forever. She can never say anything. No one will ever believe what she says. And I think. Right. They also pulled her security clearance. Well, even worse than that, she went jogging. This was really scary. She went jogging and she lost her driver's license, but she lost her driver's license in Rock Creek Park. Now, Rock Creek Park, if you look at Rock Creek Park, this is where the intern Chandra Levy was found dead. This is where JFK's mistress was dumped dead. Everyone who gets killed in D.C. gets killed in this park. So I think her driver's license showing up there was a message like you are, you know, you better shut up or you are next. I think she's going to wind up suicided. Well, I I, I think Petraeus could end up that way, too. It could happen with both. And let me just play a little bit of our buddy Judge Napolitano about the FBI-CIA war, which, of course, we've talked about for years on this program. It's troubling because there are laws that the FBI has to follow. And General Petraeus, just because he's an adulterer, doesn't lose his constitutional rights. And he has the right to be protected from an unwarranted, unjustified investigation by the FBI or anyone. A lot of elephants in this room. One of them is that the FBI and the CIA don't exactly work and play well together. That they no, no. They have been bitter rivals since the CIA was first created in 1947. Think about it. They are the, the two most uh, potent forces in the government outside of the military. They're both non, they're both, they both possess, possess lethal weapons weaponry. They both frequently operate outside the law. Until 2001, the FBI was kept out of foreign issues and the CIA was kept out of domestic issues. President George W. Bush changed that when he compelled them, didn't authorize them, but compelled them to operate in each other's turf. We do not know if this is anything more than the FBI poking its elbow into the ribs of its longtime rival, the CIA. Well, definitely is part of that. And, I, and as a reminder, Paula Broadwell is counterintelligence. OK, this is what she is supposed to do. Now, of course, a lot of these people really are insane. You look at her. This is one of these women that that I'd say a lot of men just can't resist. You know, she's got a great body. You know, she's just going to rip you to shreds in the sack, you know, and. You know, I'm sure that Petraeus at one point, well, John, come on. I mean, you and I aren't like that, but you know what I mean, right? You look at her. He's like, she's insane. Yeah, no, well, she won the fitness. She's like a fit she, yeah. for her age. She's 40, <laughs> but she probably can do more than, than most women ever. While standing on her head. I'm telling you, she can she can crack your head between her thighs. You can just see this is like an amazing specimen that a lot of dudes, power hungry, crazy guys just you know can't get past. But she was a fangirl, but she was kind counterintelligence and I truly believe she didn't understand that the code the language of the emails that it really was code I think yeah, she, she, well, she, she by your it. thesis which I I think is a decent one it's better than anything I've heard on the mainstream media or anybody else who listens to the show has to admit that uh would it would make sense that she would be kept out of some of the loops but because she was a loose cannon anyway she's yeah. the one who dropped I have the controversial Denver speech this yeah. is the thing she did two or three months ago, which I think also has something to do with the targeting of everybody. And she's like blowing cover left and right, talking in public about secret <laughs> CIA stuff. This is, I believe this speech is why they pulled her, uh, you know, they say they found secret documents on her computer. No, if you listen to this speech, 
where she talks about the safe the, or, the, or the the secret prison and all the rest of it, and they, it, which is all denied. It's obvious that she was privy to some real stuff. I mean, she'd been working for the Russians or, you know, in an older era. I mean, the Petraeus is obviously also needed to go because of just this speech. You can play this. And the greater challenge is that it's political hunting season. And so this whole thing has been turned into a very political sort of uh, arena, if you will. Um, but the facts that came out today were that the ground forces there at the CIA annex, which is different from the consulate, were requesting reinforcements. They were, they were requesting the, it's called the Sinks in Extremist extremist force group of delta force operators are very are very most talented guys we have in the military they could have they could have come and reinforced the consulate and the cia annex that were under attack now i don't know if a lot of you've heard this but the cia annex had actually um had taken a couple of libyan militia members prisoner and and they think that the attack on the consulate was an effort to try to get these prisoners back so that that's still being vetted the challenging thing for General Petrat, in his new position, he's not allowed to communicate with the press. So he's known all of this. They had correspondence with um, the CIA station chief in, in Libya. Uh, within 24 hours, they kind of knew what was happening. But if you remember at the time, the, the Muslim video, uh, the Mohammed video that came out, the demonstrations that were going on in Cairo, there were demonstrations in 22 other countries around the world, tens of thousands of people. And our government was very concerned that this was going to become a nightmare for us. So you can understand if you put yourself in his shoes or Secretary Clinton's shoes or the president's shoes that we thought it was tied somehow to the demonstrations in Cairo. So this is de- yeah, without a doubt. And I, 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 what was this thing in Denver? What the, I mean, what the heck was she speaking at? Where did people get to speak so freely? It was so some, freely? like some either college or some uh, some. Interesting. Uh, it's like a, mi- a minor think tank or something, but it was it was recorded. So so President Obama comes out yet. And this is so I went back and I got some more kind of interesting evidence. This is real no agenda type research stuff, which I think you'll like. So the, the president does a press, you know, a bullcrap press conference. He can't even pronounce the names of the people that's on his piece of paper. You know, it's like Jim Machikowski. You know, it's like it, it, the questions are known. The order of the questions are known. It's a big setup. And then one guy, if you saw that, didn't even make a clip of it. One guy yelled out something at the end, some question. And the president says, well, that would have been a great question if you hadn't yelled it out without taking your turn, slave. So the whole thing is bogative. <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. The whole thing is bogative. However, the, the, the known question, of course, about Ambassador Rice coming up. Uh, for possible, um, for possibly taking Hillary's spot as Secretary of State, and that McCain and uh, who's the other douche bucket that they say, oh, we're going to block it, which by the way we know is totally f- a total farce because the legislation has already been signed. The president doesn't need senatorial or congressional approval anymore. No one's talking about that, but you know we've seen the legislation that he signed. But then he like some kind of. You know, knight in shining armor, he's like, don't you dare pick on Susan Rice. You got to come to me. I was like, wow. Okay, so let's just listen to a little bit of that. Uh, Senator John McCain and Senator Lindsey Graham both said today that they want to have Watergate-style hearings on the attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi and said that if you nominate Susan Rice to be Secretary of State, they will do everything in their power to block her nomination. As Senator Graham said, he simply doesn't trust 
Ambassador Rice after what she said about Benghazi. I'd like your reaction to that, and, and would those threats deter you from making a nomination like that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to comment at this point on uh, various nominations that I'll put forward uh, to fill out my cabinet for the second term. Those are things that are still being discussed. Uh, but let me say specifically about Susan Rice. She has done exemplary work. She has represented the United States and our interests in the uh, United Nations with skill and professionalism and toughness and grace. Now, as I've said before, she made an appearance at the request of the White House uh -huh. in which she gave her best understanding of the intelligence that had been provided to her. By the way, notice he has a really noisy mic. Did you notice that during this press conference? It, yeah. It about, it's kind of like your mic right now, but let me just get to the point. My mic's as noisy as his? Yeah, you've got a noisy mic today. If Senator McCain and Senator Graham and others want to go after somebody, they should go after me. Shut up, Slade. All right, so... He's saying yeah, this. you want to pick on somebody your own size. Exactly. So I have decided I think I should go back and watch that interview again that she gave. And I will I have to say, you know, she used all the right words, you know, to the best of our knowledge, ability, disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer, etc. Well, she is a lawyer. Um, you know, we think that it might be something like this. And then, of course, once she set that president, then throughout the uh, throughout the seven minutes that uh, that she did on most of the news shows, um, it, it was. Very Are you eating something? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be so bad, but you're smacking your lips. I'll take it out. Okay. Throughout the seven minutes that she's on the program, she then continues to talk about you know the Muslim video. There's a tell. And not just one, but two tells here in what she said. You know, what we always say is, uh... Words, now, listen to the tell and, and, and what she's actually saying. But our current best assessment, uh, based on the information that we have at, at present, is that, in fact, what this began as was a spontaneous, not a premeditated, uh, response to what had transpired in Cairo. In Cairo, as you know, a few hours earlier, uh, there was a violent protest that was uh, undertaken in reaction to this uh, very offensive video that was disseminated. Uh, we believe that, that uh, folks uh, in Benghazi, a small number of people, came to the embassy to, or to the consulate, rather, uh, to, to replicate the, the sort of uh, challenge that, that was posed in, in Cairo, and then as that unfolded, it seems to have been uh, hijacked, let us say, by uh, some individual uh, clusters of extremists who came with uh, heavier weapons, uh, weapons that, as you know, uh, in, in the wake of the revolution in Libya are, are quite common and, and accessible, and it, it, it then evolved from there. We'll wait to So what she, she cannot help herself... But talk about weapons, weapons, you know, there's lots of weapons there. I mean, there's no reason for her to say this. There's no reason at all for her to, as you know, in the wake of Libya, there's lots of weapons around. Have you noticed all the weapons down there, Tom? Lots of weapons. I think I see this as a big tell on her part. Now, part two. Worked with the governments in 
Egypt. President Obama picked up the phone and talked to President Morsi uh, in Egypt. And as soon as he did that, the security uh, provided to our personnel and our embassies uh, dramatically increased. President Morsi. It took two days for President, President Morsi to say anything about President it. President Morsi has been out repeatedly and said uh, that he condemns this violence. He's called off, uh, and his people have called off any further uh, demonstrations and have made very clear. Wait a minute. His, his people called off the demonstrations? That's what she said. Which to That's me a good means, catch. Which, we didn't notice that before. Which to me means he, you know, the, the first call was, hey, Morsi, man, listen up, dude. You got to get some demonstrations going. Need a little bit of cover for this thing we're doing in Libya. Okay, we do it. We take care of you. And then, right, okay, let's go. Let's stop there because, again, we need, need to re, revisit our thesis. Of the, uh, the kidnapping. kidnapping. Right. So, uh, and this, what you just found there, which is that these demonstrations which cropped up in 21 places was apparently uh, listening to this and deconstructing it was ordered. Yes. Which means that this, yeah, this whole thing is uh, they had a, uh, a number of articles came out from Broadwell's dad. Yeah. And he's, he's, and he's, he's saying that this is something else and the truth will come out. And he's he's yeah, angry. He may, yeah, he's angry. Right, he's irked and he thinks the whole thing is there's a there's a bigger story here, which, of course, is our story mm-hmm. Go of ahead. a kidnapping gone bad. And uh, that's interesting that again, she actually uh, she said uh, he, he called that's another piece of another confirmation of what we believe to be true. Not only that, it is confirmation that we are the best podcast in the universe. Meanwhile, just know that your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues at work are all sitting in front of the television going, Boy, I wonder how she sat on top of him, man. That must have been like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's all they can think about. That's all. That's all. That is, that is it in its entirety. It is, <laughs> it is so sad. So sad. It's a sad, sad situation. And it's getting more and more absurd. Name the song. What what did that come from? That's uh, sorry seems to be the hardest word, Elton John from the Blue Moves album. I don't know. It just at a certain point he sings that. Well, yeah. At a certain point you go senile. <laughs> it's happening now. Apparently yeah, before you're before, fifty. <laughs> before we continue, I think we have to thank a few of our executive before producers. Before I go senile, let's thank our executive producers. You can go take a pill and I'll jack away. <laughs> Some Haldol. So we got Mark, uh, Sir Mark Dytham finally uh, managed to find a way around oh, the from Tokyo. Right. barrier. Right. Our, uh, our night, uh, along with uh, Sir, uh, Dame Astrid, who I who, who is coming. I, I think she's going to come in, too, but she came in she, uh, after the midnight. Well, you know, well, you know be, they're, they're separate entities, right? You know, it's, it's yeah, like, they're, they're, they're not married. She is her own man. They're partners in a in an architectural in firm, crime. which is considered one of the greatest in the world. And and if only, if only we could ever. If we had some money, we'd build have them build a couple of houses for us. <laughs> yeah, on the oh, coast. Actually, they don't build a house. They design <laughs> They the design house. it. I think they can but also. But first they like meet with you. I mean, good architects, they kind of say, well, this is the kind of place you'd like. And then they, they're artists. Yeah, no, an architect no, they, is an artist. They are artists of a, of a high, high degree. High yeah, degree. Yeah, it takes a lot of technical expertise. It's, it's a and unbelievable we, we, job. We need more friends like this because t- friends like this elevate your own status. 
Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of friends like this, but these I are don't. specifically <laughs> these, these, weird. Th- th- these are, and, and, and remember when they, um, I'll never forget when we were in Los Angeles and they came to town. Little did I know they came to town because they'd built the Sony store. Uh, and they're like, you know, hey, we'd love to take you guys out to dinner. I remember, you know, we were like. Um, on Sony's tab. <laughs> no, I don't think it was on. It was well, not let's on, hope it was. No, I don't think it was on Sony's tab. Uh, well, it should have been. But I remember we were like, well, who are these guys? And. And then we went out and we were like, oh my God, they're so nice. I think, are they going to kill us? They, like, <laughs> I think that was the well, question. You're, you're paranoid because of your days in the disc jockey game. Yeah, really. I'm like, yeah, are they going to kill us? That was kind of the question. But no, turns out they are uh, a couple of our biggest patrons. And Sir Mark, we appreciate it. Does he have a note to go with this? Yes. Okay. What is congratulations on an amazing five years? Not only make our you only not only make our days, but you also bring us karma when we need it the most. You're truly the best lifesavers in the universe. I can only say is five more years, five more years, five more years. (laughs) Wishing you all the best karma Japan can offer. Yeah, that's so cool, sir Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, Then we all and he'll be our executive producer for show four six one. Also, Daniel Mack came in from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nuts. At 461. Ah, the exclusive 461 club member. Very, very Please nice. Please accept my donation for the excellent prime numbered show, 461, in the we, amount of 461. Did we forget this? I mean, we are such idiots. Well, when it comes to these, we don't pay attention to this. We do did, the show. Did you get the calendar that our producer sent us? No, the I, spreadsheet? Uh, the spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, with all the 333s, all the 33s. <laughs> did you put everything yeah, we got, on your... They're lined up. We yeah. got them lined did up like ducks a, in a row. Did you put them on your calendar? No. There's a couple... Well, I got the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'll do it later. <laughs> okay. Good anyway, work. Good uh, work. Daniel says he's digging himself out of a squiredom in almost a night. Uh, and he has the following request. A lone wolf, two to the head, and poop police. Uh, I think I can do this. Uh <laughs> Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop Police. SPU Special Poopers Unit. I don't ask me to get a you know like the jobs, jobs, jobs. You want the poop police? I'm on the I'm on the case. I yeah, that it. would make sense to me. <laughs> I got it for you. <laughs> uh, now we have uh, three hundred dollars from Diego Medina. There's no note, but he in the past he is in uh, he has to go through a rigmarole to get us money. He is in Venezuela, which he calls. Uh, Gitmo Nation, Hugo Chavez. Venezuela. Why beat around the bush? Venezuela nuts? Yeah, Venezuela nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's uh, in for 300 so we'll Wait a minute. get a hold of it. It's the same Diego because he's in green. That usually means he's a new donor. Uh, you sure this is he comes right in Diego? and, it, yeah, it, it, it is in green, but okay. he has been, He I looked him up. We have a system. And, and he's, <laughs> you can tell we have a, an amazing system here at the best podcast in the universe. Yeah, we have, the guy comes up on the spreadsheet in green. Green, yes. JC, uh, the Buzzkill Jr. will put him in green to let us know that he's new, a new donor. But some of these Good. guys, they, you know, they mail in checks or there's other ways of getting in and they don't, it doesn't show up on the PayPal account necessarily. All right. Anyway, BB Negril Hotel and Restaurant. Hey, Negril is in Jamaica, man? Oh, Sir Eric Hertha is in Jamaica? I think so. From the Bourbon Beach Hotel Bar and Restaurant. Yes, in Jamaica. No agenda listeners can get one free night for each three paid nights at our hotel. Awesome. We also have an iPad (laughs) wine list. (laughs) John's favorite. 
And I, yeah. <laughs> you can opt for the wine in a brown bag or not. <laughs> Negril. Negril, the, the Paris of Jamaica. <laughs> I have been to Jamaica 15 times. I cannot wait to return, and I cannot wait to go to the Paris of Jamaica, to the B&B, uh, the, the Bourbon B -B Beach Hotel. B -B -Negril. It's B-B-N-A-G-R-I-L.com. No, B-B-N-E-G-R-I-L. Isn't that what I said? I thought you had an A in there. No, B-B-N-E-G-R-I-L, B-B-Negril.com. Okay. Bourbon well, Beach Hotel. I think the name says it all. One free night with every three paid nights. iPad wireless. That's twenty five percent off of the it's price. A great deal, and it is the Paris of Jamaica. Thank I you. never even heard of Negril. Oh, well, Negril. Oh, well, I have. Well, oh, good for you. Michael Shoemaker, world traveler. <laughs> Michael Shoemaker, Rancho Cucamonga. Two, three, four, five, six. Is that not the Paris of California? Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> I think from I think it is now. Yeah, yeah, sure. This blows my sixty nine sixty nine month donation streak. Uh oh, maybe the whole thing will end today. Uh oh, oh no. but, but what the heck? It completes it completes my knighthood. Hey, but you keep assassinating the media so we don't have to, and I'll continue to donate karma to my fellow con Knigets. Knights, knights, Knigets. That's Knigets. It's a Monty Python, Python reference. reference. Some Monty yes. Python thing. And a douchebag call out to all the boners. You know who Douche you are. Bag. Really, you can't even do ten bucks a month. Come on, if we all did that, we wouldn't have to listen to Adam trying to swoon Mickey D's, and you would all be knights by now. I don't need a ring as I don't even wear my wet wedding ring, so I'll continue to donate. And maybe I'll get you. Yeah, we'll get sent you one anyway. Yeah, you're going to get you one. But you can hang it somewhere. Hang yeah. it on the wall. Yeah. I'll get in the next knighthood perk when I hit 2,000. Uh, thanks again for the best podcast in the universe, dudes. <laughs> yes, John, dudes. By the way, I volunteer to be the official brewer <laughs> oh. for the No Agenda show. Oh, wait a minute. Now, I got to tell you. If He's going to send. Did he send you samples? I have not received a sample, no. But, you know, you got to be careful because we have so many home brewers that if we just pick one as the official brewer, you know, we're going to have a, a a brew war on our hands. No, no, we'll have a brew off. Ooh, I like that. There's we're no reason that we, the two of us, and JC, who is a, uh, Buzzkill Jr., is a complete beer nut uh. and with a good palate. We can determine who's going to be the brewer. Okay, all right. Well, if then, anybody wants to in the competition, now he's volunteered already to send us brew when nobody else has. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm willing to. I'm all in for this. I think it's a good idea. You know who's actually a really good judge, Ms. Mickey, because she's not. She does not like beer, and so when she likes a beer, then it's really good. Uh, that those types of people. Hey, 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 hey. Those, those types of people. I know what you're saying. They tend. They always tend people? toward Belgian beer. <laughs> all right. Well, well, Rodney Earl Gravenstein in Bothell, Washington, two twenty two twenty two. Uh ITM dudes, uh, Rodney Earl here. This slave got too high to read the whole No Agenda newsletter, but enough words jumped out at me to make sure that I realized the significance of donate to the best podcast in the universe. Some hey citizen, two to the head, yay, karma would do me and mine some good. Shout out to Cousin Elise with her art at Elise Garling, E-L-Y-S-E, Garling.com, and the Burjet and Beatty clans, Jersey Strong. <laughs> can you do the, uh, so can you do uh, an imitation of him reading the newsletter? 
Uh, I don't have the newsletter in front of me. Well, just but you, <laughs> you don't need the newsletter. Yeah, yeah, you want me to do the, the stone? Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, we'll save it. Come on. I don't have. I don't know. You'd be like, hey, unless somebody requests hey. it, I'm not doing it when you request it. He's like, hey man, I got the newsletter. Hey man, <laughs> I got the newsletter. The slave got too high to read the whole <laughs> newsletter, man. But enough words no, jumped out. No, no, no. You're missing the point. Don't read his note. Oh, uh, well, I don't have the newsletter. You don't need to actually read the newsletter. You just got to, it's, it's acting. It's improv. Yeah, that's what it would be. <clears throat> Hold give on. Him his, his, give what him his call out. What does he want? Hey, citizen, two to the head. All right. And little girl, yay, karma. Yeah, yeah, well, excuse me. Hold on a second. Hey, citizen. Yay! And a karma. Shoot. There you go. Well, that wasn't tight. Karma. Well, you confused me. I confused you. All the time. Jeffrey Fitz in Windermere, Florida. $200 without comment. Uh, Honcho Bongs. <laughs> <laughs> Honcho Bongs, really? In Appleton, Wisconsin. Wisconsin nuts. Don't, don't, you know, I just don't abuse... The see, nuts. I know, <laughs> but I'm doing this now so that you'll never want to do it again. It's reverse yeah, psychology. You think you're, you're trying to reverse psychology. He says, thanks for a great show. Brett Corbett and Hendra Queensland is also in for $200. Uh, Brett Corbett from Brisbane, Australia. Karma and a Spanish ITM, please. I'm getting my cushy SAP consulting gig and moving to Gitmo Nation, Colombia. Oh. Uh, Secret Service and hookers and blow. For one to two years this weekend. it's gonna He's going to be there a weekend. It's going to be one or two years. <clears throat> I, I didn't put that together right. Next June, I'll be marrying my beautiful fiance, Carolina, over there. Ah, Finally, I'll ah. be in the right time zone to listen to the show live. All right. Thanks for a great show. I'm happy to give you that karma as requested. You've got karma. Yeah, you'll be hearing that a lot. Bruce uh, Salkovitz. In Warrington, Pennsylvania, $200. I just completed a knighthood donation. Thanks for all you do. Typed a long note with the last donation in PayPal. Wiped it out. Uh, please give my wife and I karma. We can use all, all we can get these days. Many years ago, Adam was on the was the hair envy of all my friends. As midlife set in, they, they got the band back together. <laughs> Went in Philly. Look up Old School Rocks Philly on Facebook. All right, I'll be sure to do that. Let me hit you with some karma. <laughs> You've got karma. I am the hair envy. Yeah, you still got a good head of hair. Thank you. So do you, John. Uh, my hair is thin and and unmanageable. It's not. Th it's not that thin. We we looked at your hair. We thought your hair looked pretty good. You look. You it's, looked. It's, you well, looked I, quite good. At least good. I'm not bald as a billiard like some I mean, of my friends. But you looked actually. You looked quite good. We thought you looked healthy. Oh, yeah, that's called uh, bronzer. <laughs> Max Factor. <laughs> Max Factor. Yeah, the Mac line, by the way, is what the pros use. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, that's it? So that'll conclude our uh, donations, well, uh, or not great. our donation segment, but our segment of executive and associate executive producers great for list. show. Great list. Yeah, great list. Great among list. All winners. And we want to thank each and every one of them. I want to remind people that we have another show coming up on Sunday that needs support. So go to noagendanation.com, noagendashow.com, but more importantly, dvorak.org slash NA and channeldvorak.com slash NA if you can't get to the other site, but it's 
it's it's running well. Yeah, and I would say that uh, if you just listen, and I, we had a good uh, um, conversation about our value for value, value model on the previous episode. And if you listen to just what we've done so far in this, not we haven't even hit an hour yet on the show. I think we've given you more value, more bang for your buck than you can get anywhere. And I know, I know you wasted time sitting there with your mouth open, going like, oh, looking at the news. Looking at the, you know, the sister in the purple, the sister in the yellow. Then we've got the Paula chick with no sleeves. She got no dress with sleeves. And he's like, she likes, she likes to show off her guns. Yeah, no kidding. And you're just, and all you're doing, and, and most of our listeners are men probably, but you know, you guys are all like, uh, we got about 30% female. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> really? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, we do need your continued support because it's the only way we keep the program going. It's what keeps uh, our rent paid so that we can continue to do this work for you. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Uh, thank you to Brad Connell for the album art on episode 360. And we appreciate all of the input we get from our artists. Go to noagendaartgenerator.com. Uh, you can see multiple submissions for each episode. There's no copyrights on these, so you can use them for all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, stickers, newsletters, uh, you know, your, uh, print it out, hang it in your, in your office. And I wanted to give a little, uh, plug here for a new website called dailymorsecode.com, dailymorsecode.com. And this is the daily, uh, podcast. <laughs> It's, and it has a podcast feed. It's in iTunes even of uh, the No Agenda Ham uh, repeater uh, without all the white spaces. So it averages out to be like a twenty to thirty minute podcast, and uh, you could pick up some. And it's interest- all in Morse code. Uh, no, <laughs> that'd be cool. I like to have somebody transcode our entire show into Morse code. That's a great and send idea. Send it out CW. <laughs> idea <laughs> now, i wonder if i'm sure that there's a way to do that automatically where they no. just does voice recognition and then it- no it'd be a disaster <laughs> oh i know that it's possible you, if you can get the words when we the transcribe show maybe you could do it yeah if you did voice recognition then you, you fixed it and then you rent i know after you get, get it in text you can turn it into morse code right and then course. turn the whole show into morse right. code i wonder how long it would take we can't even get it transcribed to deliver the show in morse yeah. code it would be three or four hours of well, it depends. Code, I believe. depends. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, most people can't do much more than you know, fifteen to twenty words a minute, even t- transcribing. Anyway, um, I'm taking my general test on the Saturday, God willing. So then I'll I'll be really? able to. Yeah, I'm gonna blast. I'll be on the HS baby, pass, uh, ten uh, meters baby. You know, JT sixty five PSK thirty one. Uh huh. RTTY. Uh huh, baby. Gonna hang my dipole. Gonna hang my dipole. Just throwing out a bunch of acronyms. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about. You, of course, you know what you need to talk about. It is our formula. Go forth and propagate it. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. DailyMorseCode.com. Actually, it's quite fun. Yeah, I, I'm. We got uh, so we're on 900 megahertz in uh, Indianapolis, and I got people checking in all the time. With uh, actually, we should talk about this right now. Uh, the so-called uh, gas explosion. 
which, uh, of course, you know, even on email, everyone's ridiculing me, saying, yeah, because uh, I rightly said, so, because I said it's a drone strike. Uh, they still don't actually know what it is, and this is no typical gas explosion if you listen to this local report of what is taking place. Better idea of where investigators are focusing their efforts as they search for answers in what caused a south side explosion that killed two people. Sunrise reporter Chris Kirshner is live on the south side this morning where that investigation is headed today. Good morning, Chris. Good morning to you, Julia. I'm actually at Smock Golf Course. Why am I here? Because the clubhouse here is now the new command center for that investigation. This is where uh, what's called a new Joint Information and Operations Center is now located to help residents and those trying to help them. Police officers are stationed here all night long. This as the investigation is slowly, very slowly, narrowing its focus. The NTSB, which spent a day at... NTSB. I'm sorry. The National Transportation Safety Board. The guys who investigate... Uh train wrecks and, and plane crashes they're now in okay along with department of homeland security the explosion site determined it was not caused by the main gas line so now oh. the focus according to state and local inve- it was a drone investigators is on the homes itself uh, at the center of the investigation and the appliances inside those homes citizens energy group maintains they found nothing out of the ordinary with regards to usage that's the gas company nothing out of the ordinary gas at homes under investigation but the belief is that natural gas was involved only four days in this <laughs> damn that involvement of natural gas case is still very new and the city's new public safety director cautions there is still much work to be done okay so so uh, let me ask you a question okay if you're going to go on with this with this thesis which probably should be in the second half of the show at this point i got something better if, for that if you're going to go on with this thesis mm-hmm. give me a motive well before, well, before i get so I think I already gave you a motive that there are there's a lot of military installations and buildings around this exact area. So it I think it is possible that this was a drone strike gone wrong. That so the motive is remember talk it's the records, the military finance office, all of that stuff is up there. Maybe it's one person who works with the finance office. This actual house was foreclosed. It was closed up. There was no one living in. We've had no interviews really to speak of with any of the family members who did live in it. But more importantly, and I like doing this to skeptics because people always, you know, when it comes to myth busters, particularly people who listen to this show and like, you know, would watch technology networks, they're like, myth busted, man. They, they, it was myth busted. It's myth busted. So the idea that a house can explode a la born supremacy, blow up and off right right off of its uh, foundations and ruin 80 houses in the entire vicinity is something Mythbusters tried to do. And I want you to go back and you can find this episode because I've linked to it in the show notes at 461.nashownotes.com. I'm going to play you the last 30 seconds of this where they actually they took methane, they put in the perfect mix of methane and oxygen. They had fans circulating in this little house that they built. Then they had the toaster as an ignition device. And yeah, I mean, it exploded, but nothing like this. Houses do not explode like in the movies because of a gas leak. Here's them actually copping to that at the end of the episode. That was fairly exciting. I mean, we blew out the wall. I want to point out that we didn't break any glass. There was no bang. It was a whoosh. 
And that's something entirely different than what we saw in the movie. Well, that's a lot different also than what happened in San Mateo County when that that, that line blew up and took out an entire neighborhood in an explosion much like the one that you no, attribute uh, to a drone. I disagree. It was not an explosion. It was a fire, John. It was not an explosion. Houses were not blown off their foundations. It's not true what you're saying. The fact that this was an ideally mixed mixture with fans and everything in the exact quantity, and that's the best we could do, kind of tells you what the real deal is. It's not what the movie showed. And if it was like that in San Mateo, it wasn't like it took them three weeks to figure out what it was. It was like, okay, gas line, boom, this is it. Here's the deal. They, they have the MT- gas, San Bruno gas explosion. They still have kills the- at least three damages hundreds of homes, and they show a fireball. Yes, that is outstanding. But they didn't. It, no mention of homes being blown off their foundations. Except they were they were and burnt this, to the ground. There and was this no- was not a gas leak of a main that exploded. They, John. They're saying no, it right not, there. If they say it was just a house filled with gas, yeah, then, then it's bogus. But they're not saying that, are they? I don't think so. Well, that's what is now generally accepted. San Mateo had 30 houses burnt and destroyed in exactly. a massive explosion. Right. Okay. So this was not a gas leak. The gas company is saying it wasn't a gas leak. Oh, and of course, we always believe whatever the gas company tells us. But okay, we'll just let it, let it play out. But why? They're is not it- going to be able to get away with saying it's nothing forever. Oh no! <laughs> well, okay, really? I'm wrong about that. Really? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I even said that. Now all of this leads up to me really being angry about something else. Well, I think we should thank some executive producers. <laughs> we just did that. Let's do it again. <laughs> why? Okay, go on. I want to tell you why I'm angry. Okay, you're angry now. Okay, Kevin Reeves made us a drone, a drone jingle, right? This one. A drone again, naturally. Yeah. Which I really like, and you still think is the Beatles, and you don't like it. By the way, what is your No, problem? I never said I didn't like it. You all, oh, okay. I just said it was always sound like a Beatles song. Why do you not like the Beatles? Uh, I don't dislike the Beatles. I'm just sick of them. <laughs> you know, a couple of them are dead, right? You know, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you know how to reunite the Beatles anyway. Are, are you telling me that you, I mean, there's, you, you don't like the, you don't, you don't listen to Beatles songs. I was raised with the Beatles. I've heard all the songs. I bought all their albums as they came out. I, I went through the Beatles thing during the era where it was relevant. Now it's just a bunch of. It's 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 not it's in between that quaint uh, you know antique like quality of stuff from the 30s which is entertaining and you know it's like it's like a car from the 70s they're ugly they'll probably <laughs> look pretty cool in 20 more years but I don't like this this moment okay is it can I just ask you do you have a favorite Beatles song um uh... No, there's actually the really a lot. I think Tax Man. There you go. That's okay. the one that's right. under under you underappreciated. Right. I, I'm I'm down with the Tax Man. Anyway, so this song that you think the Beatles did, which is Kevin Reeves, someone, I never said the Beatles. I said it sounds like a Beatles song. Someone ripped they didn't do it. Someone ripped off our whole song. What? Someone took that bit, which you, you know, believe me, no one heard this anywhere else except on this podcast. Okay, that was our song, and it's a little jingle. And Kevin Reeves, the musical genius, made it for us. And then some guy went out and did like a minute long version, and he it doesn't it, it doesn't even come close. 
come close to the talent of Kevin Reeves. He did, I have to say, come up with the whole lyrics. I just want to play because it is kind of funny. But the music isn't good. His vocals aren't good. But he did have a little YouTube video to go with it with a little drone flying around and its mouth talking, which is kind of fun. Flying over Afghanistan. Or maybe it was Pakistan. I promised myself to aim myself at every woman, child, and man. <laughs> that was on my list. I don't care if I missed. <laughs> I'm remote controlled. I do what I'm told by someone at a computer. Obama gave me a push. More than Bush, and I cost millions. I'm supposed to target terrorists, but not so much civilians. I don't know what to say. Whoops, some got in my way. A drone again. Naturally. See, I mean, it is good, I have to say. A drone again. Naturally. So I like the lyrics. I think it's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> but that was that's a well, that shows our influence. Thank you. That's what really one I wanted to hear. Yeah, we I, but I feel bad because if Kevin Reeves had done the whole song, it would have been oh, much been better. Dynamite. Yeah, it would have been much better than that. But anyway, so that is the yeah, influence. He's got, uh, he's got better things to do with this time. Yeah, probably like make music for people. He's going to do a remake of Taxman. <laughs> you know we're going to get that now. <laughs> yeah, Taxman. <laughs> Taxman. Well, how how did Taxman go again? I forget. It's a text, man. It's something. It's just a really good song. Dig it up and maybe play a bar or two, even though it's. I, I'm trying to. Th- I, I don't even know what my favorite Beatles. Song. I mean, I'm. I am a huge. Well, it's hard because the Beatles song is is more of a genre in, in and of itself than it is a song. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of good. So I did a crap load of good songs. But I mean, I, I kind of like the Sgt. Pepper stuff was kind of cool, you know. Yeah, that, like that's that. when they, you know, they were kind of spacing out. But if you go back a couple of al- uh, albums before that, the Rubber Soul album and the other one. <laughs> right. Well, this is actually Revolver. There it is. Yeah, right. It's left and right. I remember. Let me tell you how it will be. It's syncopic, which I like. There's one for you, 19 for me. One for you, 19 for me. Because <laughs> I'm the tax man. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm the tax, tax man. man. Yeah, that's cool. No, you're right. That's good. You know, Glenn- and curiously, of course, all the liberals who listened to the Beatles back in the early days where they were all smoking dope, uh-huh. they are all for taxes. <laughs> hmm, how's that? So the Beatles' <laughs> influence with that song was zero. <laughs> I loves me some taxes. They do. They want. Good. They like the idea of tax, 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 tax me, tax Taxes, money. Taxing is as good. As long as you tax the rich, those bastards. <laughs> I like taxing. Taxing is good. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh well. Okay. So, a yes. couple of things. Yes, please. I think we've got beaten up the. Uh, I think Petraeus we beaten up for the evening. Bungazi. But, Although but Alan apparently is still in, in the good graces with NATO, so he's, he's not, his career is oh, not. Do you, do you want to hear the? Uh, oh, you have a NATO clip too. Okay, what's your NATO clip? It's just that there's just an announcement on the news that he, the NATO's good to go with the guy. NATO standing by the top U.S. commander in Afghanistan, who's now been implicated in a growing sex scandal. Secretary General Anders Fogh-Rasmussen says he has full confidence in General Allen's leadership. The head of NATO has given his support to <laughs> General John Allen, the top I U.S. commander in Afghanistan. I love it when you play our two clips back to back. How come it's only bum, British bum, people bum. who care about that? Of course, of course, NATO loves it because NATO is involved in the weapons smuggling, so we can take over Syria. Don't you understand that, you stupid idiots? 
Before we get to we're talking about the Brits, before we get to more complicated topics, uh-huh. I do have a clip that was done with you know Jeremy Paxson and and Newsnight, Newsnight is on, yeah. Are on yeah under attack they're, they're going to be cooked yeah. I believe yeah but but I realize that Paxson's something of an a hole and <laughs> <laughs> really just noticing this now are you John Well I guess I'm slow on the draw when it comes to this so he had Conrad Black the the Canadian publisher, publisher was th- right. thrown in jail in the U.S. Why was he thrown th- in jail? Why was he thrown in jail? Well, this is kind of explained here. It was just because he got caught up in the way, according to Black. I mean, there was supposedly some corruption or some violations of of some corporate laws, or it's it. You know, he was stealing money supposedly, and it all seemed bullcrappy to me. But listen to him go off on Paxton, who tries to keep slamming him with this criminal. Uh, he keeps calling him a criminal and a felon. It is the opinion of a judge. Oh, and you have been please. convicted. Will you stop this bourgeois priggishness? You're talking about <laughs> what's like bourgeois priggishness? You're a criminal. No, I'm not a criminal. I mean, do you think a British court would have behaved like this? Do you think a British court would, would, wait a second, would throw 17 counts, racketeering, money laundering, all of this, have all of it thrown out, everything, the Supreme Court or equivalent in this country, uh, uh, denouncing the lower court judges as idiots, the infirmative invented law, and then telling them... You just misunderstood what was legal. I, uh, everything I did was legal. I didn't misunderstand any of it. It was a smear well, job for me to say. Because 99.5% of prosecutions in the U.S. are convicted. The whole system is a fraudulent, fascistic conveyor belt of the corrupt prison system. That's why. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The 5% of the population of the world are Americans. 25% of the incarcerated people are. And 50% of the lawyers are. 99.5% conviction rate. This sits very Six old. to 12 times as many incarcerated people per capita as Britain, Canada, Australia, France, Germany, or Japan. How do you explain that? I don't think I have to answer that question. Give it a try. Why? Before you accuse me of being a criminal, give you it a try. You are a criminal. You're a No, you're criminal. a fool. You're just a gullible fool. You're a priggish, gullible British fool who takes seriously this ghastly American justice system that any sane English person knows is an outrage. And your mother wears combat boots, dude. <laughs> wow. I, I, was this? You got video of this? Yeah. No, it was on Newsnight. That's pretty priggish. What does priggish mean? Priggish is like priggish is like imagine folding your arms or being a woman folding your arms and then taking your one hand in the folded arms to your throat and closing your collar real tight around your neck and then pursing your lips and then looking over very small granny glasses and saying stop that. You just reminded me of something when you said that. I've got it. I've got. I've got it. I think uh, Petraeus. Dies by uh, autoerotic uh, asphyxiation. No, please. <laughs> like hanging in the closet from his belt with his boots on. <laughs> it's not. Uh, they wouldn't pull. They Pri- wouldn't do that. Priggish. Me. A person who demonstrates an exaggerated conformity or propriety. Prig. Prig. Oh, that's just a prig. <laughs> we want priggish. Huh. It means you're prig-like. It's, uh, prig, apparently, priggish is not a... Uh, you, oh, yeah, priggish. Here we go. Priggery, priggish, priggishly, priggishness. Hmm. Irritatingly arrogant, smug manner. Yeah, I got it. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, what was the other thing you said? That is the... 
American, the criminal court conveyor belt of, oh, it was a good line he had there. There was a lot of good lines in there. I mean, it's worth playing again at the end of the show, even though I had it in the, the it's show. All, it's also true. I mean, it is 100% true. Yeah, well, true. And I like his numbers. Yeah. 5% of the world are Americans. 25% of all prisoners in America, or I'm sorry, 25% of all prisoners in the world are American. Do we rock or what, dude? And 50% of all lawyers in the world are American. And they're in D.C., they're all over the place. That's so sad. Yeah, do we rock or what? <laughs> do, do we, we know how to run an do empire? Do we kick ass or Imprison what? Imprison everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, Shut up, slave. I'll just throw you in prison because I'm a lawyer. I studied. I to be a lawyer. That is too funny. Yeah, good clip. I like that. Might even get clip of the gay, but I'll, clip of the gay, clip of the gay, <laughs> clip of the day. What are you calling Paxman anyway? <laughs> but I have to get it. Uh, it'll be posthumously, depending on what what else we have here later on in the show. There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Ooh, I almost forgot to tell you. I spoke with Uncle Don. Oh, Uncle Don. Yeah. So f- for those of you new to the program, Uncle Don is Donald P. Gregg, G R E G G. He has a wiki page. And he does have a wiki page, so I feel that you're not really being improprietary. You're being, I think you're you're okay to tell people that discussing he, him like you do. Yes, um, and he is probably the one of my the favorite, one of the main men in my life. I would have to say he's a favorite of mine. He's now 84. Um, he was ambassador to Korea. His wife, uh, Meg, just fantastic statuesque woman. If you want to see old school American. Political, patriotic people, they're it. And he, of course, was a CIA uh, big station chief, and he was OSS. Yeah, he was he major, was major league guy. Major, and, major, and major I major still, league. And we've discussed this before. I still believe that once uh, he passes away in the next decade, oh, of course, you never know. I go to 100. I think the show's off the air. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's basically protecting us from. He's uh, keeping the show he's on the air. Keeping the show on the air, exactly. <laughs> Either that Actually, or Meg is. I think Meg. I was just about to say. So I'm dying, of course, you know, to ask him about the Petraeus thing. Because when we were there um, last year, you know, I said, hey, what do you think of Petraeus? And, you know, Don said, no, I think he's a good guy. You know, I think I think he'll do the. But, you know, Don also loves drones and everything. But on the other hand, Don, longtime Republican, he uh, served under uh, uh, Bush Sr. as his national security advisor. He converted, became a Democrat and voted for Obama um, in this election as well, I believe. He hasn't confirmed that, but I believe. So, um, but, you know, you can't just like, you don't call up the CIA guy and say, hey, how about all that, all that schnozzling that's going on? Hey, <laughs> how funny is that? What's true? It just doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> What's true? It doesn't work that way. So all of a sudden I get an email from another. Now he has his own email account, which is Funny enough, he has a Gmail account, which, of course, is just a company email. <laughs> it's just like, no big That's deal. a good one, yeah. It's, it's yeah, true. I think that there's some truth to that. <laughs> this is absolutely true. It's just, a com- you know, it's, it's just as open as any other Pentagon email would be. Uh, but they have a combined account, which Meg uses. And all of a sudden, I get an email. Ooh. What? Well, that sounds like that dr- that Dropbox theory. <laughs> they, well, that's how they communicate with each other. <laughs> no, I think they just they just talk to each other. I think. <laughs> oh, well, that that would work. But you know, we really love them, and 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 my uncle Don he loves Mickey. He is like when he met her the first time, which was weird because of course he knows my ex wife. 
He walks in the room. He goes, who's this ugly? <laughs> you know, kind of like broke the ice. He's like, you're an ugly person. Who are you? He loves Mickey to death. And, you know, when the power went out, we, you know, we called them and made sure they were okay. Because, you know, even though he's, you know, like he's had Uzis uh, under his coat, you know, he's still, he's 84, you know, and someone needs to look after him. So, um, I, I'm, I'm looking for a way to talk. I get the email from their combined email account. But it's an email like promote you promoting Viagra. It's a spam email with Viagra. <laughs> They've been hacked. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right. So I'm so I email back. I say, hey, Meg, Don, uh, looks like you might have picked up a virus somewhere along the line. Um, you know, if if you need any help, you know, getting rid of this, just let me know. I'll be happy to uh, I'll be happy to, to help you out. So I get an email back almost immediately. Oh. And it's Meg, like, thank you so much. You know, I've gotten emails from several people and I'm so embarrassed and this is, you know, this, it sucks. And I, and, you know, I don't really know exactly what to do. And, you know, it's one of these things. It's amazing to me because my uncle, who's a literally a NASA rocket scientist, uh, Rennie, Ren Curry, you can look him up too, Ren Curry. He literally is a rocket scientist. You know, he could help them. Yeah, you know, but but no one has apparently thought to like just say, hey, do you need a phone call or something to walk you through it? Uh, not even their own kids. So I so now I'm like I'm like yay, I've got my excuse. So I get on the phone with Meg, and you know she's really she's really thankful. And you know, we go through a couple steps, and when you know, change your password and run a virus scan, and this you know when you're doing this with older people, no doubt. I mean, it is kind of like this, you know like you're in the tower talking to the stewardess trying to help her land the 747 <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah exactly you know and but she's good because you know i could say the most important thing meg is whatever you see on the screen read it to me don't click anything so she was i mean you know come on she's a, a spook wife yeah she, get to the point she's got security clearance anyway you know, and but then they're older, so they get on the phone together. He picks up the extension. You know how older oh, people no. like to do that. <laughs> and the so the extension, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're running a scan, and it's taken like fifteen minutes. And you were talking, how's Mickey? And you know, how's Christina? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, this is going to be a you while. By the way, you could have gotten more information out of him, obviously, if you run a slower scanner. <laughs> Well, it was six. Well, so it's like sixteen, seventeen minutes now, and you know we're running out of things to say. And I, and I'm just about to launch into it. I'm about to say, "Hey, Don," and then Meg says, "Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when the scan is over, I'll call you back. I'm going to get off the phone now. Don wants to say something to you." Ah. So I'm like, okay, and 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 you know, so now I'm like, I'm ready, right? He says, "Adam, uh, as a reward for your helping us out, I'm going to tell you a story." Now, this, I'm, I'm, this is his literal words. And so this means a couple things. One, get a freaking piece of paper and a pen right now is what that means. You don't want to miss a word. So I, I was actually at the computer, so I was able to, to jot stuff down. Two, it means you ain't asking any questions. He's going to tell me a story, and that's going to be it. Right, so I'm not I'm not going to get a chance, and so you know, I'm it's like, not a dialogue. This is not this is not a dialogue. Three is probably going to be funny, but most importantly, you've got to write everything down because his stories or his you know he, when he communicates with me, and I think I've forwarded you a couple emails. There's always something. There's a hidden. There's a coded message. You just got to find out what it is. Actually, you never sent me anything from him. As a matter of fact, I sure. the Bobby Inman stuff. Yeah, I have. Oh, the Inman stuff. Yeah. And of course, I've never, for, yeah, he's yeah. trying to get you to meet Bobby Inman by my thesis. Right. Anyway, so let's just leave. And, and by the way, you have yet to do that. Okay. 
So I'm going to tell you the story, which it, which ends up as a, uh, a an Uncle Don funny joke. Uh, but then I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell you what he actually told me. So, John, if you figure it out halfway through, don't say I know what it is, okay? Because you'll pro- you you're pro- you'll probably figure out what the message is that he gave me, okay? So he said, well, you know, I talked to a, a good buddy of mine, Pete McCluskey, and Pete and I met each other. Um, on an, a war criminal tribunal for some uh, Vietnamese. And, you know, Pete's the real deal. He says, this is a no-nonsense, you know, highly decorated naval guy, Marine. You know, this is a, this is, this is a real American. So don't, don't say anything because I know you're Googling him, but you probably already know the name. You actually probably do know the name. So Pete McCluskey calls me up. Pete's going to Texas, and he wants to uh, drop by uh, former President Bush, meaning uh, Bush Sr., and he needs his number. So, of course, my Uncle Don, you know, gives him his cell phone number because my Uncle Don can pick up the phone and call Bush. And, um, and, he, and he goes out to Houston and, um, and he visits with uh, the president and uh, with Barbara for about an hour. And the president is not doing well, by the way. The president has um, Parkinson's and he can't walk anymore. And so he probably doesn't have that much longer to live, actually, is kind of the, half of the message I got. So he's telling me about this McCluskey guy. He said, you know, McCluskey, you know, this guy... He was, uh, he, he's a real go-getter. You know, in 1967, when the Israelis blew up one of our ships, you know, he blew the whistle on that. This guy is no bullshit. He's a real American. Uh, so he wants to say hi to the president, and he goes over there, and he has a lovely visit with, uh, with, the, uh, with the president and his wife. And then before he leaves, he puts something in the president's hand as he shakes his hand, and it's a little refrigerator magnet, and the magnet says, Jesus loves you. Everybody else thinks you're an asshole. So this is a, so, so, <laughs> that's you know, a good one. That's a good story because you know how many guys can do that to Bush Senior. Now I go back. What did he just tell me? So Pete McCluskey. Did you look him up by now, John? Or you know who he is? Pete McCluskey. Well, the, well there's. I don't. I, I'm assuming it's the ex. Uh, he used to be a House of Representatives guy, a Marine. Yeah. He. So he actually ran. He used to be in. Yeah. He used yeah. to be a. He's from California. Yes, if I'm he not is. Mistaken. He is. And and he actually ran against Bush. I think he tried to kick Bush out at one point. But listen to what what uh, what my uncle just told me. He said in 1967 the Israelis blew up one of our ships, and he blew the whistle on this whole thing. What he said. What he. What my uncle just told me there is the biggest conspiracy theory on the interwebs anywhere, known as the Gulf of Tonkin. The Gulf of Tonkin, when the USS Maddox was sunk by a torpedo, supposedly from a North Vietnamese submarine, that's what started the Vietnam. That's what started the war. It was a false flag operation. Well, no, the war was, was going on at the time, mm-hmm. and it was starting to wind down, and we were losing interest in it, and it, it didn't get beefed up until that. That was actually the trigger point that made the war out of control. The war was in progress at the time. And for many, 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 many years, it has been disputed that it was a North Vietnamese torpedo. For a... yeah, probably. I think it was during the Nixon administration it was revealed that the thing was a fake. Right. So I just like that my uncle kind of offhandedly said the Israelis did it. The Israelis did it. That's what he told me. He said, when the Israelis blew up our ship. <laughs> I'm like, wow. 
thanks. You just gave me like the Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> he said literally. I mean, I wrote it down. He said, and uh, and Pete blew the whistle on that, which which is known as the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, hold on a second. It's uh, there's a name for it. Uh, he wanted to recall. Oh, let me just see if I can find it here. Uh, where is it? Uh, the, yeah, he wanted the repeal of the Gulf of Tonkin resolution that allowed for the war in Vietnam, according to the wiki page. So it was, it was not, it was, it was the Israelis. So, you know, Nixon, I guess, or Kissinger would make sense. You know, called up whoever was running the show at the time. No, no, this is during the Johnson administration. Those guys were not in the picture at that level at all. It was the Democrats. Right. But, but you know, this is basically 67. I mean, he says, I wrote it down in 67 when the Israelis sank our ship and it started the whole Vietnam thing. This is what he said. Wow. Right. It was the Liberty, I think, not the Maddox, the Liberty. Well, when something was shit sunk, it was a yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that was like, so either A, he wanted to give me this, that was my reward. Like, hey, by the way, Gulf of Tonkin, total false flag. Here you go, boy. Go pack and see if you okay, feel well, that Okay, we already out. know it's a false flag. Okay, go on with your interpretation but of what it, he actually said. But if you go to the wiki page, you know, it doesn't actually state outright that the Israelis did it and we knew it. Well, go on. Do you have any more to say about this? Well, I'm reading the chat room. The chat room is like, they're saying Tonkin was 65. But what was 67 then? I don't know what 67 was. Tonkin is when it was. It's in the wiki page. Do you think that maybe he's not telling you this story? that Because I'm not buying it. You know, but maybe the Israelis had something to do with the uh, uh, Benghazi situation. You think that he's saying, well, th- see, this is this is where you I think was he's going. transposing. He's this, just telling, telling thank you some you. story, dropping in some weird thank bomb. You. Thank you. That, thank you. Thank you. This is why I'm, con- why, you know, the whole chat room trying not to look at it because they're, they're missing the whole point. They're missing the entire point. That's what I think is the message here. I think I think you're exactly right. Israelis somehow are involved in the Petraeus thing in one way or the other. And I, I and I don't understand how. But he wouldn't be telling me this story and dropping that in there for no reason. Because these a agency, bad, yeah, piece, a piece of very questionable in fact. These agency yeah. guys, they they leave nothing open for interpretation. Now if you along with that, if you see now what's going on with um we, you know, we got to find McCloskey. I believe he still lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, he does. He does. I can't, I bet you I could go meet, have a meeting with him. Oh, really? Well, tell him Uncle Don said, hey. <laughs> then he'll shut up. <laughs> like, say that. <laughs> I won't have a meeting with him. I just want to talk to him. With then start dropping names. Forget it. Anyway, okay. So, um, but, you know, if you see what's happening right now, Actually, I'll play this clip and then and I'll and I'll tell you. And now I'm just becoming uh, suspicious of everything I'm I'm hearing. 
Dramatic video. Uh, just uh, We're just getting in uh, here in the Situation Room from the Israeli military showing a deadly airstrike taking out the head of Hamas's military wing commander in Gaza. The attack, which killed nine people and wounded 35 others, was the first in a broader Israeli assault on targets in the region. Several other strikes have occurred as well. All this in reaction to uh, hundreds of rockets coming into southern Israel from Gaza. Let's turn to our senior international correspondent, Sarah Seidner. She's in Jerusalem for the latest. Uh, Sarah, what are we seeing here? Is this the beginning of a new war? So his question is really the one that I'm asking. What are we seeing here? Okay. So what we have seen... Oh, by the way, wait, wait. Did Uncle Don say 1967? He did, specifically. That would be the Israeli war. All right. But why? One of the Israeli wars took place in '67. Okay. So the '67 is also code. But let well, let, me, okay. let, me, let me let me continue because I think this is relevant to it. I think it's I think it's relevant. I think you're right. So here we have the Israelis. All of a sudden, we have not actually seen anything. We so we hear about missile after missile, and we've seen a drone video of a car exploding, which is we are being told we are being told that there was the founder of Hamas was in the car. We have this is all that we have seen. Wolf Blitzer asks the right question. What are we seeing? Report after report I get the same thing. Listen to the words and tell me what you're seeing or what you're hearing. All right, we we are uh, standing now just above uh, Gaza and you can see Gaza. She's in front of a green screen by the way. This is bull crap. This is green screen. So behind there has been airstrike after airstrike after airstrike. After airstrike. So all these airstrikes, we have no video. As we were coming in no from video. the areas crossing uh, from the southern Israel side of the border into Gaza, we ourselves witnessed three airstrikes. Three airstrikes. We witnessed it ourselves, but we forgot to turn the camera on. We have no B-roll. We got nothing. Major hits. We could see fire. Now, now they're just showing some people putting out a fire and people running around. And then three plumes of smoke. Since then, never saw the f- three plumes. We have no video. And we've been also seeing and hearing rockets coming over into southern... Seeing and hearing, no video. Israel, we now know that there are three people who have died in Israel. So this is, this is the whole... This is what the entire reporting is. Here's another uh, one. Young well, children. But we should talk about the leader of Hamas's military wing because he wasn't just the leader of Hamas's military wing, but he was also a symbolic member of Hamas, one of the founders of Hamas. We so are just telling us, and we've seen... And just showing the B-roll of the car being blown up. expecting a huge reaction from Hamas, they have basically said, and I'm quoting here, we will open the gates of hell. Where? Who said this? Who said this? Where's the statement? This is you, some woman on CNN, saying this. Uh, Israel has opened the gates of hell. Our occupying forces have opened the gates of hell. This is wag the dog, John. This is made up. I mean, sure, there's always rockets going back and forth. I'm not going to say because I don't want a million Israelis yelling at me on Twitter and that, I'm, that I hate Jews. No. But I, why am I not well, seeing any of well, what here, they're talking about? Now, here's what bothers me. Very similar to your concerns, although I'm, I'm, I didn't take it to the wag the dog level. I have a couple of clips, um, which are similar to the clip you have. But I got mine from Russia Today and Al, Al Jazeera, mm-hmm. which I got a lot of stuff from. And it is uh, Hamas military guy, blowing up Hamas military guy. Play that. Okay, hold on. And its military action will continue, including a possible ground offensive. From Gaza City, John Donison reports. For the people of Gaza tonight, it looked like war. And as in most wars, civilians 
caught up in the violence, the impact of Israel's military might. And the first target today was the biggest. This was all that was left of Ahmad al-Jabari's car, Hamas's most senior military leader, hit by an Israeli airstrike as he travelled through Gaza City. He was 46 years old. He died instantly. Hamas, which governs in Gaza, sees this as a major provocation. Our Zionist enemy will, God willing, pay a price for this cowardly assassination because he was one of our most exceptional leaders. Ahmed al-Jabari sat at the top of Hamas's military wing, the Al-Qassam Brigades. Tonight, the Israeli military published this image of the man it blames for a string of deadly attacks. The army released video footage of him being tracked and then the moment when his car was hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now, so I'm looking at this and I'm seeing the, uh, the circle around this car. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like it was either, it, it had to either be taken, it wasn't taken from a jet. No, no, it it's, a drone. it's a drone. From a drone. It's a drone or a helicopter, but I a think it's a drone. A drone or a helicopter could be overhead doing it because we've seen helicopter footage that's looks, similar to when they... looks like a drone. It machine looks like drone, those drone guys. video. Drone video. It I looks like drone video. And so they got the little thing. Now, first of all, uh, why, A, why did they release this, the picture of the of, exactly. the, of the circle and the drone thing? It's kind of giving away something. Ooh. I don't think why... why would, ooh, what's the point ooh, of releasing ooh, it? Ooh. The circle and then and, they show the explosion. Ooh. The circle and the drone. I love that show the title. The circle and the drone. And so they, they think, well, I'll put that on the list. Circle and the drone. <laughs> put it on the list quick before we forget. <laughs> and the... Uh, so they show that video and then they show the thing blowing up. And which all seems to me to be staged in some funny way. And we don't even know that maybe this guy was an agent and it was extracted and it wasn't even him in the car. In fact, it could be a Google car for all we know yeah. driving down the street. We don't know anything. We don't, we know no, nothing. We don't know anything. But the best thing is like, this thing, well, we, you know, uh, Iron Dome, remember the Israeli Iron Dome? That apparently is stopping all the rockets. That's why we have no video of anything coming into Israel because Iron Dome is stopping all the rockets. But if, you know, and she's saying, I'm standing here in front of Gaza and I can see it's blue screen. Her hair is wavy. I can see it's blue screen. But that's okay. You know, and by the way, CNN does while this. you're making that assertion, while you're making that assertion, I want to point out something JC pointed out to me earlier. Uh, you have to go to Stargate Studios or actually look up Stargate Studios in Google so you can get the sub sub some of the sub uh, uh, su uh, pages. I should own and, this, and by click, the way. And when you're in your spare time, click on show demos. Excuse me, what's spare time? What's spare no, I'm time? Talking to the, I'm talking to the listeners, not you. Oh, okay. Yeah, show demos. Go to Stargate and do show demos and look at some of these things. In, in fact, there's a number of shows that we've watched. <laughs> I can see it right now. <laughs> this is great. These, uh, It's amazing what they can do. Is what These you're guys are out of control. Yeah. They have. We watched a, two years now of a show called Episodes, a very funny comedy that's on yeah. uh, Showtime. Yeah. And apparently, everything. The whole thing is fake. Yeah. And I, you can watch that show, and there's no way you would think that. Yeah. This is some of the finest green. Yeah. This is not the bullcrap green screen that people do with, you know, a TriCaster <laughs> or something that they're fooling <laughs> around with. It. it and Mevio. And Mevio. This is a like w. <laughs> unbelievable mm -hmm. material. Oh, yeah. I mean, even and, I've seen the Ugly Betty stuff they've, they've done, and that's pretty good. They've just put in whole cities, whole skylines, whole streets, uh, and, of course, you know, whole uh, desert scenes. Uh, you know, The Walking Dead, I think these guys do. Yeah, The Walking Dead. 
Oh, yeah. Now, now, this is people really have no idea how sophisticated it is. But then yet when it, all you have to really do is just put it on YouTube and, and, and decrease the the resolution. And it's totally believable. Right, because it's shaky cam and <laughs> yeah. blurry. There's, oh, is there, by the way, Buzzkill Jr. Uh, here in the back channel is saying November 2nd, 19, we're going back to Uncle Don's messaging. November 2nd, 1967, U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson held a secret meeting with a group of the nation's most prestigious leaders, so-called wise men, asked them to suggest ways to unite the American people behind the war effort. They conclude that the American people should be given more optimistic reports on the progress of the war. Then on November 7th, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Public Broadcasting Act of 1967, establishing the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, our national treasure. By the way, LBJ from Austin, Texas. I might point that out as well. The fun-loving Austin, Texas. So I think yeah, the P- PB, uh, the, your national NPR. treasure was, was put together yeah. so they could promote the promote, Vietnam promote War. The war. So if we follow the Hello. logic, if we follow the logic of what happened in November of 67, the code being given to me about 67 about the Israelis, I think that uh, we're seeing a fractal because this, you know, this may be. Just a big bullcrap startup to get the uh, the Iran attack going. No, that could be. This I I, I mean the, to me it's like you know Hamas and so the gates of hell have opened. Okay, so the and you know this is what someone has said. The only person I heard say it was the douche on CNN. I mean I haven't seen I haven't even I've seen a statement, a web page, a PDF, a video, nothing. But okay, that's what they say. The gates of hell have been opened, Israel. And of course Hamas is you know known to be. Uh, a front organization for Iran. So perhaps what we're being told here is the Israelis have just pulled the false flag to promote the war effort against Iran with its surrogate Syria, of course. But really, uh, Iran is is the big prize, which we know from the Wes Clark 7 to be fact. Holy yeah. crap. What is CNN showing right now? Uh. Ooh, Petraeus sex scandal. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> you, you, you tell me, ladies and gentlemen. You tell me where the value is, okay? I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. All right. So we have a few donors for this show, 461. I want to thank each and every one of them. Uh, Corey Gigliotti, uh, Port. Coquitlam. Now, didn't we do this last time? You butchered my name in the alias because sometimes we get a crossover when I do because of the download. But let's let's play it. I you got one, two, three, four, five. I'll try again after you butcher my name again by alias, uh, but finally got the city right. Okay, as a man supported by a woman in return for his attentions or a male escort. What? <laughs> Hopefully, oh, I'll land that dream job someday. Okay, I got it. Oh, hold on a second. Because of the name. Giglio, uh, gig, uh, gigolo, Gigliotti. That's what it is. No, is it's it Gigliotti. 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 Got it. Gary, okay, we get the joke. Okay, sometimes we're not, you know, right no, on top of things. No, we're, we're not. It looks like a real name. Gigliotti. Hey, Gigliotti from the Gigliotti family. Makes a great ravioli. We're not spring chickens, you know. <laughs> Spring chicken. That's give, what give my us, mom used give to Give us say. a bro. 
Oh, spring really? chicken? She's no spring chicken, you know. She's no spring chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, it's future did, night. Did she say it with that voice, too? Did she say yeah. it? <laughs> and she's going to strike you from hell, man. She's going to throw a thunderbolt on your head. Oh, she's probably not in hell. She's in limbo. <laughs> Hopefully I'll land that dream job someday. Parliament, he wants a parliament mumble, two to the head, little kid, yay. People like that combination. You've got karma. Okay. All right. All right. It's what you, you ask. Rodney thou, thou ask and thou shalt receiveth. Rodney Staben or Staben. Staben. Houston, Texas. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, two, mic check, mic check. Adam and John, I'm surprised you let this one slide. Oh, I hate it when people say that. I can't believe you missed this man. Uh, We miss him all the time. Yeah, do we do? Here it is November already, and you didn't come up with a mic check donation. One, two, one, two, one, one, two, 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 one, two, 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 one, two, two, two. So it's actually one, two, 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 one, two. Yeah, you hit the t- the two so you can get that. T. And and it, it can only be a check. You can't do it through PayPal. Ah, uh huh. Got him. Up so the ante it's not that. official until you do the one two one two 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 with the check. Check or the check. And the mailing address is at the bottom of the last That's newsletter. Right. And otherwise, it's, it's not a, official. It's also on the website dvorak.org slash na. The looming Mayan zombie apocalypse must have you worried. Adam, keep the faith and use this to get some chow for the judge. May I suggest the Corbin 300 grain JSP? I think I have a box of those. They're peppery. And they won't turn down that sweet karma loving. They are. I'll give you some sweet karma loving, my friend. Yeah, they are peppery, aren't they? You've got karma. <laughs> ah, I love gun talk. That's nice. David McNally in Rome, Texas. $100. No comment. If there is, I'll dig it up later. Kevin Doosling in Ottawa, Ontario, $100. Greetings from Ontario, Ontario Nuts. Or Ottawa, Ontario Nuts, Canada. I'll keep this short so there's a better chance of you guys reading my jingle request as I was hoping for a live version of the (laughs) Atlas Shrugged jingle with Adam singing Atlas Shrugged, followed by John chiming in by Ayn Rand in the whiniest voice he can muster. This would please me to no end and might even make a good show opener. All the best. We don't need these sorts of suggestions. All the best from me and my wonderful fiance Emily, who still yeah. loves Adam's smooth and sexy uh, radio oh voice. Yeah, baby. All right. All right. I think this is a very good idea. <clears throat> Atlas Shrugged by Ann Rand. <laughs> that was so bad. Your your singing sucks. Well, I I I, I yes, it does. <clears throat> yes. You know, you could take lessons. Uh, I'm taking dancing lessons right now. Oh, brother. What, what do you mean, oh, brother? Can you dance? Can you do the Texas two-step? Can you do the Roomba? Can you do the jive? Huh? Uh-huh. When I was a kid, they taught us dancing when I was like in the second and third grade. It was a, it was part of the curriculum in the American school system. We learned all the dances. Wait, Tango, what was it, mambo, it? everything that was available then. You know what they have here? Uh, the kids go to, oh, come on, what's the word, John? Where you learn manners and learn how to dance and learn how to... Come on, finishing a, school. No, 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 no. It's like a. It's like after school. Manor school. Finishing school. That's no, what that is. No, it's a different word. It's a different word. It's something with a C, 
like all the, all the kids yeah, here go to it. You know what I mean? It's like, and then they go and then they, they learn how to introduce themselves to, uh, to people and they, and they learn how to, hey, babe. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> hey, peaches. <laughs> 30,000 emails peas. was the giveaway. <laughs> Sweet Nobody peas. ever asked, how do you write 30,000 emails? Anyway. I only say that because it triggered the thought that he kept putting sweetheart, Alan, in the emails, which is code for something. Oh, yeah. Of course it's code for Oh, it's um, Castil- Castil- Castilian. Castilian. Castilian? Yeah. Castilian, I think. Cotillion? Cotillion. Cartilian. Oh, Cartilian. that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the pageant people. Honey boo Or the cotillion. The, ca- the cotillion. Cotillion. Yeah, yeah that's for the pageant. That's for people involved in those idiotic pageants. You know, the tiaras it's, and no, toddlers. No, it's yes. just, no, it's just, this is the kids, the boys go to it. Cotillion. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> hey, babe. I have a request, I, I, an important request. It would be, it would be very helpful, Void Zero, uh, Mr. Oil, Gitmo Slave, whatever, if we could shorten the length of delay between when we speaketh and people receiveth, because I mean, now people are saying cotillion in the chat room. It's 30 seconds later. It's not helpful. We've got to figure out how to shorten that time. I don't think you can. Yeah, well, when on Leo's show, it's like 30, 30 milliseconds. He's able to do it. It's about two seconds. But he has cash fly. All right, back to the cotillion. List. No, well, cotillion is good. It's a... Uh, Cotillion, I think. Uh, I won't say anything that'll get me in trouble. Yeah. Sir Joe the Dish Slave, Stockton, California, $100. Hey, guys, Joe Whoa. the Dish Slave here. Sir Joe to you. Sir Joe. But he says he's Joe. Yeah, but I'm saying Sir. Sir Dish With Slave. With 100 <laughs> The donation is a celebrity Honey. donation. Celebratory donation Hello. for the podcast. hitting Celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah, that's what he wanted to say. Celebrity. Donation for the podcast hitting three episode 300. What? His OzoneNightmare.com podcast. His podcast. Oh, he's, his podcast. He's celebrating oh, he's himself by yes. giving us money. We yes. like that idea. We we think it's a great idea. OzoneNightmare.com. Mark our milestone. I feel I need to throw some value for value your way. Also, some recent karma I asked for came through for my family. So in return, nice. I'd like to request some for my listeners with a family member facing surgery. Hopefully, this helps them as it helped our family. Absolutely. It. it does seem to work. It's crazy you karma. Thought karma. Crazy karma. In fact, yeah, I do. In fact, I got that from, uh, from, uh, okay, let me just continue. I'll, I'll talk about this what, after I'm done. What? What are you saying? Well, I had a, uh, uh, oh, let me just get to it in a minute. I, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> okay, it's all right. Whatever you want to do. It's, I, I got the new machine. Oh, you got the, the, are you on it now? What do you think? So far, so good. We'll talk about it with Sir Jeffrey uh, in uh, Alamo. He sent you the uh, machine. Was Mumble pre-installed? No, I went over there to get it. To, and he and he says that uh, he's got. And I was going to score this, but I said, you know, this is typical of me. You know, not being greedy, but it's typical of me. Uh, um, kind of thinking I'm going to do something that I just I know I'm not going to get around for years. I actually get most of my projects done. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Newsflash, newsflash, John gets most of his projects done. <laughs> Let's look at the books. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay.
Okay, so I went over there. So this this is Sir Gerlach. We have him as a uh, he's already a knight, and he's gonna he gets another knight yeah. for putting machine together. Oh, nice. Now uh, for whoever he wants it for. So he's got. I go over there and, and pick up the machine, and he's got. He builds. He likes building machines. He's got a bunch. Wait of them a minute. This around. is another kit plane. I mean, we already dealt with your oh, machine. No, this that was a, a kit. No, this is. I. You, see, you. What is wrong with you? These I don't, are the better, I don't, much better machines than I you can buy. I don't fly with people who build their own airplanes, and I don't like the hey, podcast with people what, who build their own machines. I'm not going to fly with this machine either because it was, <laughs> we probably. I'm going to. It's going to stay on the ground as an as an object of art. All right. So, are you on the machine so now? You, for a ham guy, I was getting his general. This is lame thinking. People have sent me emails. What is wrong with that guy? What is wrong with that guy? You should ditch him. All right. So, are you on the machine now? Yes. It sounds dynamite. Hmm. So anyway, so so he has it now. This would just he's got a machine. Is it a laptop or a desktop? It's a desktop. It's nice. a big desktop with terabytes of data. Ooh, nice, nice. So he's got a machine, uh, a, a, a Mac Pro with a with a quad in it. Uh huh. Intel, and he says, uh, you know, I'm going to ask Adam if he wants this because I got a newer one. With oh, my newer God. Th- are you kidding me? And mine just, my, the one that I edit the, the big book show just crapped out. The, I, this, like, eight years old, this one, which I stole from Evia, by the way. I thought you had a way. new one. This can't be eight years old. No, this, you I took picked it, it up two years ago. No, the one I took from Mevio, I took three years ago, and it was already, okay. I thought you bought a brand new one from no, scratch. no, no. Oh, he no. just grabbed one of the clunkers? No, I said, I need to edit at home, and I think you should send me uh, some important gear. Remember when I when they kicked me out of my condo? I remember that the company had a condo in San Francisco, and like, well, we can't afford that anymore, so you got to get out. And they just unceremoniously, while I was living in London, moved all my crap out and threw it in the basement at Mevio. So then when I moved it to uh, San Francisco, and when we had the, remember the place uh, that was uh, torn down, <laughs> what a horrible life I've had. When uh, when we were kicked out under eminent domain, <laughs> I moved my stuff from the Mevio basement there, and I said, oh, and I'm going to take this machine. It was a quad core with two, you know, with a, a UPS backup and everything. So this thing, well, it's not eight years old. It's, without a doubt, it is five years old. And it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's old now. Anyway, oh, so. Well, anyway, he says, uh, yeah, you can ask, yeah, ask Adam if he wants this machine. Yeah. And, you and went, I said, you know, I can. I need a video editing oh, thing in my house. Oh, really? Well, that's what I said. I didn't say I was going to do it. Oh. But then I said to myself, John, yourself, yourself? you're not going to build a video editing studio. In, in like, they'll take you five years. The machine will be a piece of crap by the time you get around to it. I can just see John, the best laid plans. Yeah, I could put up a green screen. I can have a whole, I can light it just exactly. perfectly. Exactly. I get the lighting. So anyway, so I said, okay, I, let's be realistic, self. John, self. <laughs> to self, John to self. Let's be realistic. You're not going to build anything for years. You haven't even finished two or three projects that you're backed up on. Really? So mention to Adam. Does he want this machine? That's what Gerlach asked. And I said, so now I'm bringing it up. That's very kind. And I think Do you want the machine? Yes. If so, he'll ship it to you. I love it. Thank you, Sir Gerlach. That's, that'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? Just yesterday, I turned the machine on, and, the, and it won't boot up. It's like the fan is going, Vroom! you know, and I was like, I don't know what's going on with it. And once a Mac doesn't want to start up, that's pretty much it. 
You know, then you got to go. <laughs> you're going to go visit the Genius Bar. Really? These are the guys that won't even believe me when I'm telling them that their their iPhones are sucking everyone's data plans dry. I can't deal with these people. Once the Mac is broken, is broken. You got to kind of give up on it. So that would be completely awesome. Absolutely. Do we have a- all right? So that's done. That's, that's a done deal. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Where were we? Uh, we were on the donation segment, which we're now turning into. See, this is like I like to go on these little side trips because it people have to listen. Yes, you must listen. Yeah, show. because then you're like, I don't want to listen to donations. Yes, you do, because this is where the best information comes out. Okay, so I did uh, Gigolo ET, and I did the, uh, the David McNally in Rome, Texas. Like Joe, where, Joe where, the where, Dish Slave. You did Joe. Okay, now so I'm up to Sizzy. Did I do Sizzy? No, Sizzy. That's what I said. Sizzy, Sizzy. in Toronto, ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, why? Because no explanation necessary. But a Parliament with a little kid, yay, nine 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 karma would be most appreciated. Yay! You've got karma. I was ready for it. Okay, now this is interesting because I find this is random number theory at work when we see these things that come in. Uh, of course, these came in at 999, so here they are. Sir Mac Tank in La Jolla, California, comes in with 999, and he wants 9999, best podcast in the universe, karma to hosts, listeners, and dames. You've got karma. And then Nick McNeil from La Mesa, California, comes in in the morning. This is 9999 donations in the honor of little Liam Holsey. Why? Because I can't live another day thinking that this newly saved or created human resource <laughs> is living with the entirety of his original $8 million debt. From one germaphobe to another germophile, du bist der Hammer Schatzi. Okay, enough of that. So we have Nick Kosterman in Oakville, Ontario, at ninety six ninety six, which is flipped over sixty nine sixty nine. In the morning, John and Adam came. Up, I came with news. In a previous donation, I asked for a karma shot for my boss and called him out as a douchebag. He several days later had a hypertensive attack. <laughs> I don't re- recommend this combo to people you like having around. <laughs> I need some good. job karma so I can continue to live with the Canadian dream of just getting by. Can I get a, you can take that to the bank plus two to the head, followed by yay and a karma shot <sighs> and a shot out to Buddy Court. I hit him in the mouth and he donated this episode. All right. It's a little much though. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, try to keep it down to three. Three can be funny. So let's see. Uh, Take it to the bank, to the head. You look at you. Okay. Uh. You can take that to the bank. Wow! You've got karma. That's actually not a bad combination. Well, it was three, actually, so it wasn't all that well, bad. Well, with the karma on top of it. Yeah. But I consider that four. A topping of karma. A topping of karma. Just a, a little bit of karma. Court Reithoffer in uh, probably Reithoffer. I don't know. Hoffer. Burlington, Ontario, ninety six, ninety six again. Hey, reading from the Great White North. I'm donating ninety six, ninety six to up the ante on the sixty nine, sixty nine donations and hope others will follow. 
after listening to your show for over a year, I've decided to be to stop being a douchebag boner and start being a donor. I would like to call out my friend Joe as a douchebag, douchebag. for being one of the two people who hit me in the mouth and still hasn't donated. <sighs> as for myself, I only want a de-douching. All right. You've been de-douched. Chad Biderman. And, uh-oh. Oh, no. 69! 69, dudes! Okay, the, the, the streak continues. Round Hill, Illinois. 69, 69 in the morning, citizens. Nothing to see here. Just send your cash. Why? Because donating is love. Give me a parliament, little girl, yay. Yay! And the ever-annoying Benjamin Blondin from Walton Hills, Ohio. 69, 69 and only once Atlas shrugged. Atlas shrugged. By Ayn Rand. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> don't call. Our, don't call our supporters annoying. That's not okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Garrett Reed, San Diego, California, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. So here's my first donation after a few months of infotainment. You know, do we really provide infotainment? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't I, that's kind of an insult. I think. I think we are entertainment. We are. A lot we, of people have been saying this recently. Yeah. Though. So we need to stop this. We are not infotainment. Yeah. We do analysis otainment. Yeah. It's yeah. We do analysis otainment. <laughs> yeah. That's less annoying. Analotainment. Analysis otainment. How about analotainment? Analotainment. <laughs> It also sounds like something to do with anal sex. That's why I like it. Analotainment. Yeah, that figures. No surprise there. I need a de-douching for putting this off for so long. I was listening to the Sunday show, and you had clips about climate change, and they were all bullcrap. As a geologist, earth scientist, I know the truth. Fact. The truth is we're still in a, in a effing ice age. In Earth, it has been consistent glaciation at the poles. It's science. Last Thursday, you were talking about the Milkanovich cycle. I doubt you knew what it was, so consult the Book of Knowledge. No, uh, I, was, I was the wobble. I was talking about the wobble. I know exactly, and I was see. Here's the scientist yeah, it's saying basically I was the right. wobble oscillation you were talking about. So hit me with some science. Science, shut up, slave karma. After you deduce me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. It's kind of a nice combo itself. Okay. Was that your handler? Uh, was, that, was that your handler calling? Yeah, they're good. CIA. Uh, let's see. Where hey, are we going? hey, man, stop talking about Bobby and Greg, man. Don, stop it. Which reminds me, you know, the guy just lives down the street. Louis Gutierrez in Ontario, California, 6969. Never donate to anything, but I think you guys are legit. No, oh, well, I think so, Rather too. than purchasing one of those expensive gaming keyboards, I decided on a better investment would be a no-agenda donation. Thank you. I think so. Yeah. He enjoyed the Nader clips from 458. The central question is exactly similar. Please hit me up with some shut-up slave and good karma. Louis from California's Inland Empire. So what is a, a good gaming keyboard? Is that, are the, I mean, wh how is it different from a regular keyboard? I don't know. JC uh, Buzzkill Jr. knows what the difference is. I mean, he's had a couple of them. They're just more rugged, and I think they have more control buttons, and, and they're very programmable. All right. Shut up, slave. I think. You've got karma. Well, there's some gaming karma for you, so you don't get k killed.
Sir Damien Taman in our favorite place, Perth. Which is, I think, I don't, the, have, I don't have a I note think, from him. Sixty nine, sixty nine. Perth is the Paris of Australia, is it not? I think Sydney is. Oh, okay. Uh, sixty nine, sixty nine. Wait, that was it. Sixty nine, sixty nine, dudes. That's it. All right, that's got to be it. Cameron Gray in London, sixty six, ninety nine. <laughs> Cheer the red and the white. Hmm. Craig Marlett in Bloomington, Indiana, 56. This is a belated 55-55, so I'll round it up. It's also my first donation since I started listening to the past this past summer, so please de-douche me. I really enjoy your news deconstruction, so keep doing that. And please send me a science karma to give my PhD research a shot in the arm. You betcha. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. I'm liking that combo somehow. I'm liking the science karma. It's working. Yeah. Sean Pyle in Streamwood, Illinois, 5597. Uh, I just asked for job karma this summer, and it worked. Well, I did get a new job and more money. I got sideswiped with unexpected medical bills and haven't been able to donate in a while. Mm. Adam, can you please give us a five-minute summary of Atlas Shrugged? What? Five minutes? No. Five minutes? I bought, <laughs> I bought the 65-hour audiobook from... Oh, I see what he's saying. He doesn't want to listen. He bought the 65-hour yeah, audiobook that doesn't from Audible you about a year ago. And I've tried no. five times. Now, this is a sensible person, Sean. I've tried and tried and tried to listen to it. It's just terrible, he says. I can only make it into about Hold 45 on. minutes. Before. He doesn't say the word terrible I'm reading is not here in his note. I like to kind of veer from the script once in a while just because I think it adds life to the show. Why? Because? I can only make it about 45 minutes before I start nodding off and driving into <laughs> incoming traffic. <laughs> so while I can't really afford it, I need to donate and ask for more karma. Here's 50 bucks plus another five for Adam to buy a meal and eat before or after the show. What, you, what does this mean? I had and one. This is very, they're talking about insulting us. Really? Here's 97 cents, 97 cents for John to buy a spare <laughs> non-clicky pen. <laughs> someone said you, you have, someone uh, emailed me and said that, you know, I have to go easy on you about that because you have SAD. Which is what? It's like season affectional disorder or something. Oh, that, yeah, that's it. That's exactly the problem. <laughs> Could I get a Huntsman Parliament Karma to help with the financial situation? Keep up the great work. You've got karma. I think it's interesting that people have really fallen in love with that Parliament bullcrap. It is Stephen interesting. J. Nelson in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, no comma, double nickels on the dime. Mark Giddens in Bainbridge Island, Washington. By the way, I don't think it's bullcrap. What's bullcrap? No, it's not. It's parliament, you say parliament bullcrap. It's not. It's a highly produced combo of two, three second to MP3 files known as parliament mumble. No, I, I think parliament's bullcrap. Oh, okay. Good. Now Bainbridge Island, Washington, 5510. Uh, longtime boner, first time donor. Uh, pretty embarrassed. It's taken this long to step up to the plate and contribute. My friend coworker turned me onto the podcast a few years ago on a work trip while driving through Louisiana. So there, I'm in need of a serious de-douching. And anyway, love the show. It seems to be the only alternative news source I can listen to without got getting bombarded by advertisers to buy seeds and gold and Kevlar motorcycle pants. 
I hit my 77-year-old mom in the mouth, and she's been listening to the show ever since. <laughs> Don't hit your mom. <laughs> That's not okay. Please send karma to Mary and to Jonathan as they are both just getting by. You've got karma. Hey, man, I think you, you skipped over Sir, uh, Sir Russell Williams in Boise. I, mean, I, I know why you skipped over it, but I think you did skip over it, yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't skip over. Oh, well, I, I did, but it was a mistake. And did you get to- I didn't Toby? Mean to do it on purpose. Did you get did Toby do- Stidham? Toby Stidham? Yeah. No, I must have jumped. That, this thing scrolled funny. All right. So Toby Stidham at fifty-five, fifty-five from Haymarket, Virginia. I got him now. And then Sir S. Russell Williams in Boise. Boise. To do- Boise. 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 Idaho. Boise. Correct. Boise. Fifty-five ten. Uh. Pardon the douchebag Bill Mara reference, but new rule, the double nickels on the dime donation should be known as five and five. Give me ten donation to do- denote five years going to ten years is the best podcast in the universe. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to ask. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask for Atlas Shrugged Karma, but I have a specific requirement. First of all, the karma is for job promotion. I'm trying to land a job as well as job hunting karma for my fellow No Agenda producer, Aaron. I don't want the Atlas Shrug jingle. Instead, I want John to say the jingle in that fashion he does so well, followed by the karma shot. <laughs> okay? okay? Atlas Shrug by Ann Rand. Hey, okay? You've got karma. Pretty weak, but okay. I don't even try to sing it. Because guess, guess what? I can't sing either. Which is why I can tell that Adam can't sing. All right, where were we? Anonymous from San Diego. A 5150. No names, please. I'm donating this amount since I've been a real life, honest to gosh, 5150, and I'm not Jason Russell. <laughs> I've discovered what? So, I've well, it's a real 5150, that. which means you're in the nut house, right? Oh, Jason, okay. Uh, I've discovered that I'm $950 away from a knighthood, and quick calculation showed me that if I donated 5150 every month for a year, uh, it would show me how, 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 for a year, how much more would I need? Exactly $333. That's interesting. Needless to say, this was a sign. And the central question is, you deserve more than Starbucks does, or we deserve this more than Starbucks does. Thanks, and 73s from a lapsed ham. Can I please get some <laughs> karma with a little girl yay chaser? You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> the little girl is also quite popular. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Christopher Frederick, Eastern Pennsylvania, 5005. Love the show. Hope this donation helps. Regards, Fred DeBow, founder, ASU, Americans for Sane Uberty. Hmm. Okay, we'll look that up later. Kevin Payne in Richmond, Virginia, $50.01. Uh, David Lindbergh in Rochester, New York, which is a depressed area, apparently, $50.00. Bought me a 41 years old, longtime listener of the show. Recently, I've been laid off from my job with 13 plus years of data analyst experience in the largest telecommunications company in the world. No one is hiring here any analysts in Rochester and not even hiring to make coffee at Starbucks. What I will do starting this month, I will dedicate $50 a month check to the No Agenda show by passing the PayPal tax. I should be a knight by mid late next year since I have previously donated. If that means I collect $50 in cans each month month so be it wow did you just hear that man this guy is willing to collect 50 bucks in cans so he can keep donating to the show he has no job 
I will do my part to keep you on the air. He'll get a job shortly. A suggestion. If you and Adam want to make a certain level to money, certain level of money each month, I would ask for people to start a monthly plan for donations instead of large one-time donations. You can get 50 people at 50 a month. Now, yeah, we've tried all these, these tricks. Yeah, we've tried. uh, tried You call them tricks? They're tricks. tricks. They don't work. No, they don't. They really don't. They really don't. Unfortunately. No, we have to rely on people coming, listening to a show and saying, those guys are great. I've been listening to yeah. the show for a long time. I'm gonna give some Everyone's money. donating, but me. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give them a hundred bucks. And and particularly, we have you know we have a lot of people on the 33s, the 11, 11, the five dollar months. PayPal, yeah, twelve, twelve. Yeah, too. PayPal turns it off. Yeah, and then that's and the then, other problem. And then blames we, us. Have, and then blames keep, us. Right. And so they blame us. No agenda. To just cut you off. Yeah, they hate you. <laughs> they 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 don't want your money. That's we the, got mail from people that said, "Yeah, why did you? What do you hate me? Yeah, why do you hate me?" So I mean, this is not good. Alex showing. Well, although we still encourage it, we do have a lot of subscribers, and it does produce a lot of money. We want to thank all of them for helping us out. Alex Schoenfeld, Veld, Schoenveld, in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, fifty. In the morning, crackpot and buzzkill. Thank you for the birthday call up. Please hit Adam with a douchebag for pre-coaching JCD with the pronunciation of my name on Sunday. Douchebag. I would do it myself, but the shield has not sent my douchebag button yet. Here's a 50 spot, as promised. For God's sake, get a new mic with it, John. <laughs> What's wrong with my mic? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Either that or listeners deserve a bunch of L- JCD leprechaun ringtones. <laughs> oh, he's just complaining about the, the about the, the, the helium. Because thing. if you had did, if you had only done when you went to helium, if you had only done me gold, me gold, it would have been funny. Yeah, you, I'm sure it would. You to refused. you, just mocking me. <laughs> Keep up the excellent work. Please slap me with a shut up slave followed by two to the head. Just getting by, Alex. <laughs> shut up, slave. <laughs> Uh, I gotta tell you, well, I'll finish the last two and then yeah, I gotta yeah, tell, you, I gotta tell you a story. Sir Chris Lewinsky and Sir Jason Burke in Sherwood Park, Alberta in Richmond, Beautiful. Texas both uh, gave us $50 without comment and we want to thank them and everybody else who donated lesser amounts to the show uh, for show 461 and want to remind you that we do have another show coming up and we could use uh, some more help for that one. Thank you very much. So remember the, um, so you know, you're talking about me mocking you. I just wanted to uh, tell you something because you'll never listen to it because you'll be too busy building your, your video processing factory you remember you remember the indian guys that we made fun of who went around uh, the world on the state department's dime making oh yeah those really racist that was a joke. while ago yeah it was a while ago and me- do you remember i met those guys in chicago remember i told you that yeah right so rajiv of the of the crew there uh he uh, comes to austin and he's doing some corporate gig and he says hey man can i you know will you be on my podcast i'm like okay um, this funny, funny Indian.com, I think is what it is. And he's any, any, he, he, it was actually, it was pretty interesting because he asked me like 40 questions, um, kind of in a, you know, uh, in a conversational format. And he says, um, who do you seek approval from? And your name was the first one out of my mouth. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I said, it, I said it's bogative. It's not bogative. And I'll, and let me tell you why you, know, you, you can take this compliment, even though I mock you. To the bank. You can take it to the bank. I either want you to go, hmm, good theory, or I want to make you laugh. And that is actually the reason why I do this show. <laughs> well, I do the show for the benefit of the larger audience, <laughs> even though I do get a kick out of when I crack you up, but or, or top you, which I have, have not been able to do John, on this show whatsoever. Let me just tell you one thing. 
There is nothing I love more than you topping me. Yeah, no. It ain't happening <laughs> with Devorah. this. org slash N-A. There's somebody out there. somebody out there who got that reference. A uh, very short list. Patrick Makem congratulates himself. It is his birthday today on the 15th. Patrick, happy birthday from all of your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your birthday, yeah. And I have a thing here on the... Uh, I have a... This is a new category Buzzkill Jr. put in here. The uh, douchebags? What is that? Oh, he, we, had a, uh, we had a standalone request for a douchebag call-out. And a car. Uh, I had, is it, is no, this a new category? I mean, is this okay? I mean, I mean, I'm. I, I can take no, direction. No, would it normally? Yeah, it's okay. I, I don't want to tell him to do it. He didn't dream it up. All right. Well, it was unclear what the message was. So Patrick Makem, who also has a birthday, wants to call his friend Vinfamous out as a douchebag. Douchebag. Yeah. Oh. Well, he has a. He has a. He's he's, he's a common contributor, and he just. Didn't, uh, I, okay. He just said, "Hey, it's not like he's a schmuck, you know, that just showed up yesterday." And he's, <laughs> I, so that's say. interesting. I I can use this as a douchebag amplifier. <laughs> a douchebag amplifier. Yeah. We need. Hey, one. did you hear about those guys? They got a podcast. It's called No Agenda, and you have a friend as a douchebag. You can go on that show. Just send them a note, and they'll call him a douchebag on on the radio. <laughs> On the radio. Yeah. All right. Get your sword there, uh, douchebag amplifier. You got it? There we go. Perfect. Yeah, you're Michael Schumacher. Bruce Salkowitz. Come on, guys. Step forward. We are so happy to uh, induct you into the uh, round table here of our knights and dames. Thank you so much for your contribution to the best podcast in the universe, the amount of $1,000 or more. I hereby pronounce thee Sir Michael Schumacher. And Sir Bruce Shalkovitz, Salkowitz, Knights of the Noah Jenner Roundtable. For you, my friends, hookers and blow, red boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, geishas and sake, and Ruben S. Women and Rosé. Mmm, my favorite. You think you got them all? Ruben S. Women and Rosé is the last one. You left something out. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no, I did not. So I'm... I got them all. So I'm watching, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're continue the discussion on the uh, Gaza Strip thing. So I'm watching RT, uh, Russia Today, which is, you know, the prop, now it's become really apparent what a propaganda arm it is of the Russian government. Right. Uh, and they're going on, but, but I got this clip, it's called RT, even RT has its limits. So they brought on some sociologists who look like an Arab guy who just hates, just hates Israel. Mm. And he's going on with all these theories and he's, Blasting them for for bombing this guy and all the crap they're doing, and he, they, he, his main meme was, "Yes, one Israeli gets a, th- a you know a, a, a hangnail, and then they bomb the Gaza Strip," and he goes on and on. So finally, when they got to the this this one point, you could somebody just said, "Cut this guy off," and you just have to hear it because it's so funny. Happen? I mean, can, can things get any worse now? What are the implications? All-out war. There's talk of that with Israel and the Palestinians, and of course, what's going on with uh, the tensions between Tehran and uh, and also, of course, all the other problems in Syria. I mean, is this a serious turn of events now for the Middle East? 
Well, it is serious because uh, any time you're talking about displacing and dispossessing four million people, but this notion of an all-out war is a misnomer. What we're looking at is an all-out offensive, a Nazi blitzkrieg kind of assault (laughs) on Gaza. Okay, James, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. James Petrus, Professor of Sociology at Binghamton University (laughs) in New York. In fact, I think we have audio of the producer yelling in the ear of the... Yeah, there it is. (laughs) He starts... <laughs> I cracked up watching that. They said, "Oh, oh you no, dropped the no, Nazi no, bomb no, on the Israelis. We got to get this guy off." <laughs> you can't do the Nazi thing, man. That's the end of the conversation. Doesn't don't you know anything about the interwebs? It's Jeez. no good. No good. It's no good. Um, let me see. Uh, there was a number. I have. Of, a, we're going to stay on the off-topic stuff for a second. I do uh, have. I, I one of my favorite shows, and I recommend it to people. Is Honey, is honey Boo Boo? I haven't even seen that show since we did the bit. Oh, okay. Uh, is the stock market uh, analysis is done on CNBC, is specifically a show called Fast Money. Oh, I got the Mark Faber clip. Do you have that one? The Mar- I saw the Mark Faber bit, but the bit I was I was just going to bring it down to this one. Uh, where, where is it on here? The stock market report, I believe, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. okay. Where they bl- where they just it's just like gloom and doom. It was just like wow, I never heard this on. This year versus last year, we are nowhere where we were last year. I mean, the slowdown is market. If we take a look at the stats that we have put together, 0.58% revenue growth for 2012. Compare that to 11.44% last year. 2.3% profit growth this year versus almost 18% last year. I mean, we'd have to take a broader look at the market. Yes, there are always stock-specific exceptions, excuse me, and examples of good earnings growth and bad earnings growth. But you got to take the aggregate, too. Well, I'll tell you what the what the problem is here is that I agree with the Brian Christopher or agrees with Guy Christopher nice. that uh, that th- there's a bigger issue here and people are pulling money out of the capital markets. If you look at today, we had a big drop in the Dow, big drop in the S&P, yet bonds were almost flat. People were not rushing into the bond market. People were going into other places. You look at Brazil, it was down almost 2% today. People are just putting their money under the mattress. That, to me, is more of a problem on, a, on any type of a rally if we get one because the firepower just isn't there. People have thrown the towel in. I, I, I thought the Faber thing was better. You want to hear that? I just wanted to get the throwing the towel in. Yeah, I, I actually I saw the Faber thing, and I, I I don't know why I didn't clip it. I think it's because I couldn't consolidate it. I'm not sure. Play the it. Western world, including Japan, the problem is we have too much debt, and that debt now will have to be somewhere, somehow repaid or it will slow down uh, economic growth. And so I think that we lived beyond our means 1980 to 2007, and now it's payback period. But it, it's payback period, but if you have a situation that you expect where the fiscal cliff is one that we never address, we just kick the can down the road and deal with it another day, when does it actually start to catch up with us? I can't tell you precisely the day, but I think the whole global financial system will have to be reset at some problem. And it won't be reset by central bankers, but by imploding markets, either the currencies or the debt markets or the stock markets. 
But it will happen. It will happen one day, big time, and then we will all be lucky if we still have 50% of the asset values that we have today. Yay! <laughs> I love that. That to me is like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we had it. We had his thing on before. He's quite entertaining. This guy. Well, this, I think this is one of the most entertaining things I've heard. I mean, I liked. I like what he said last time, but this is just like we will have to pay. Well, we will. It's just the way it goes. And here's the, so I got today's New York Times. JC and I were both looking at clips yesterday, and I got this one clip, which is uh, you might as well play this. Well, actually, I have an end of show clip on the Madrid riots, as the BBC reported them. I may have a short clip on the riots. I, I mean, I've I've got lots of yeah. Just play a short clip on the riots, and, and here's so the way. Well, before I do that, I might as well set it up which, with this. Well, which one is it? Hold on. Which one is are the mega protests? Uh, What's it called? May, oh, mega protest. Yeah, they used the word mega protest. I think, believe, mega protest was used by Russia today, and I thought, eh, well, that's a pretty good turn. You p- play it short. This is RT joining you, joining me now. Uh, shortly, we'll be talking about uh, Europe. It's a day of unity there at the moment. Uh, Europe hasn't seen in years for all the wrong reasons, of course, as the unity is occurring today. A series of mega protests are underway across the block, with millions signing up to join in on a resounding chorus saying no to austerity. Yay! I think we just keep <laughs> keep the little girl I think she in. do that for every clip. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, she so rocks. so the New York Times comes. And I look, and JC ends it. He says, "Look, he says the these protests, which are completely outrageous, the entire Europe is essentially shut down." Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I know. And it's, there are every crazy. country: Portugal, Madrid, Spain, all throughout Spain. Notice uh, the, Italy. Yeah, notice there are oh, England, people England, up in Italy, England. But notice the Netherlands. Everyone's just all quiet, just all slaves, all like, okay, all right, it's okay. You know, they've already been beaten, obviously beaten down. I have the clip Whatever of, the case is I have all, the clip of, I have the clip of angry people getting beaten. Do you, do you have a, a, be, a getting beaten clip? Well, I think the end clip of the show is, which is more of a report. Well, but well, let me just say this. Let me right. just finish go my ahead, little go thing. Ahead, go ahead. Which is, uh, the New York Times comes. There is nary a mention of these riots. What? In the paper. No. Yeah, I can read you all the front page headlines. The the riots are in a small box at the very lower left-hand corner. They have a bunch of little boxes down there with minor stories that are inside. And there's a little box and there says there's a bunch of riots in Europe and uh people they're they're they're, oh, they're mad. Okay. All right. Well, at, hello New York Times. This is a little teaser for our end of show clip in case you missed it. <laughs> Some pockets of violence have broken out in Spain and Italy as millions of workers have gone on strike across Europe in a coordinated protest against spending cuts. Some of the worst violence broke out in Italy where students clashed with police. A hundred protests are planned nationwide there. The biggest protests have been in Spain where the economic crisis is at a peak following the suicide of a Spanish woman who jumped to her death as her home was being repossessed. They're taking all our rights away, all our rights. The banks and other business people are bringing us onto the streets. They are stealing our salaries. We don't have any rights anymore. In Greece, Italy, Spain, Belgium and France, many flights were cancelled, schools closed and public transportation came almost to a standstill. Today is billed as the first pan-European general strike with around 40 unions taking part across 23 countries. Full-blown rallies are only taking place in Spain and Portugal, but many of the others are 
are holding three to four hour stoppages or demonstrations. I like how, um, you know, in, in, in Spain, people are like, the banks are stealing from us. These guys are a-holes. We're going to go on the street. We're going to fight the cops. And here in America, we're like, oh, four dollars for ATM. Okay. You get a three dollar fee. I'll pay it. Okay, okay, I'll pay it. Oh, whatever. Well, they don't oh, want the is? American public to see these riots. No, of course not. This would be now. I think RT is doing a service with this because they are showing uh, showing this. Of course, is RT on everywhere? Can you get it everywhere, or is it? I yeah, they actually have wonder. their own uh, full network now. 24-7 network yeah. on the Dish Network. I forgot uh, to tell you. I forgot. Oh, my and God. And they're playing it all over the place. I forgot to tell you. I met the perfect woman uh, for RT, the perfect host. You know how the Curry Devore Consulting Group would know exactly how to handle this? Because let's oh, face yeah, it, yeah. they've got, they still have the wrong women on. I mean, it's, they're wrong. It's, it's closer, but it's not good. No. Go to misstexas.curry.com. M-I-S-S-T-E-X-A-S, misstexas.curry.com. Let me just show you. Let me just show you. So we were at, remember we did this celebrity fashion show thing that I told you about on Sunday? Yeah, you mentioned it. For the hospice here in Austin. So I want you to take a look at who we met, who was there. Are you at the webpage? I'm getting there. Misstexas.curry.com. Woo! Right. So Mickey's next to Miss Texas. Who Now she has her hair up. But I, t- I said, bitch, can you do a Russian accent? She said, no problem. She's Miss Texas 1998, by the way. Is she a, is she an actress? She's a host. She's hosting F1, Formula One fashion segments and stuff. She does ESPN's Speed Nation or whatever. She's a television host. It, and look at look at her. I mean, isn't she's 40 or 39 or whatever. She's perf- the perfect age. She's, you know, I think she looks amazing. And I think we can make her totally Russian. <laughs> this, and I told her this. I said, "You got? Can you do a little Russian accent, a little twang?" She said, "I don't know." I, said, I think she's you know, what from what year? Ninety three, ninety one, ninety eight. Miss Texas, nineteen ninety eight. Holly, Holly Gardner, I think is her last name. She actually looks better now than she did then. Yeah. She looked good. Now, who do you see on the left in this picture? Who's that? Do you know? Do you recognize that guy? Uh, yeah, that's uh, what's his name? Bob, you, not Eubanks, but the guy used to be on the Love uh, Chuck Woolery. That's right, Chuck Woolery. Chuck right. Woolery, baby, back in is two that and his two. Wife? That's his fourth wife. Yes, she's <laughs> she's very nice, and he's working on his fifth, which is standing right next to her. <laughs> she's she's really nice. Chuck is seventy two. He looks good for seventy two. I must have had some work done. No, and he's had a heart attack, quintuple bypass. He's a very, very funny guy. And his wife is, is and she says, I'm number four. <laughs> <laughs> number four. I'm the future ex-Mrs. <laughs> I'm, the future, I'm the future ex-Mrs. Woolery. Uh, she's very well, nice. Well, the problem is if this woman's working for, even though ESPN's not a big paying no, no, operation. No, that's only, that's freelance. And, and she, oh, so she needs a job. Yeah, but the, the problem is she's got two kids. I don't think she can, where are the RT studios? That's the problem, I think. Well, I think they green screen everything in so that she could probably work out of Texas, if it's for that matter. Have you seen uh, SaveUsChuckWillery.com? Have you heard of this? Chuck Willery? No. Okay, so there's these videos. I don't know what, who the hell is making this, but Chuck Willery saves us from the demise of the world. <laughs> Let me play this little bit. Here, Hello, Americans. The left's attack on assault weapons is back. <laughs> 
There is no doubt that it's a tragedy when anyone takes the life of another without... So this is Chuck Woolley promoting assault rifles. <laughs> but to blame you got to see the video. Weapons for these Does he live in Texas? Like- yeah, he, he lives um, in Horseshoe. Yeah, and so he was at the, you know, he's a, he's a philanthropist, our Chuck. <laughs> and I was in awe of him. You got to see this video, though. Well, this blaming is so funny. airplanes Listen for to the 9 11 attacks. The problem lies with the perpetrator, not the tool used to commit the crime. Listen to this. The left is now screaming from the rooftops that there is no good reason for any American to own an assault weapon, that they're not good weapons for defense or for hunting. Frankly, they're missing the point. Take it from my philosophical guru and life coach, Ice-T. You know, the right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. That's why fellow rapper Ice-T and I are in (laughs) pop and lockstep on gun control, regardless of any East Coast, West Coast rap rival. (laughs) The guy is funny. Chuck Willard is just, he's like, he's, he's cool like the Hoff is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and don't we look awesome in that picture? Look at this. Chuck Willery and Adam Curry and three babes. It's a, yeah. It's a Curry-Willery it, sandwich. A sandwich. It's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. And Miss Texas is the cheese. Yeah, well, it's definitely cheesecake involved. So anyway, onward. Anyway, that was just onward little... from your bragging about your situation. So uh, yeah, big distraction. You weren't standing in okay. between Mickey and her. Yeah. So let me just give you the dis- the distraction of the week, everybody. The distraction of the, the week. week. Hey, on no agenda. So I don't know where people think that it's really worth anyone's time to discuss. The fact that uh, some boneheads have gone to the uh, WhiteHouse.gov website and have petitioned to secede from the United oh, yeah. States. This is like this is like top news now. I mean, really, this is so annoying that the you know you, you it's going to get worse. I think this has a forty-eight hour life cycle because well, they promised twenty-five thousand signatures. They have to address it. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I didn't, I had it as a back burner item. Perhaps we could discuss because it's stupid. Yeah. And uh, but what's even stupider. So, of course, we have uh, peacefully grant the state of Texas to withdraw from the United States of America, create its own new government. And then even stupider, peacefully grant the city of Austin, Texas, to withdraw from the state of Texas. <laughs> Come on. Hey, maybe you can get your neighborhood to withdraw from Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would like Comanche Trail to peacefully withdraw from Austin, peacefully withdrawing from Texas, and we want to be a part of Poland. <laughs> Please? Please? Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, don't fall for the distraction, people. There's a lot of really important stuff going on for sure. For instance, I only have one medicinal story today. Sid Campiador, Sir Sid Campiador, uh, turned me on to this. Researchers have found researchers, John, you know what that involves. Science! Science! That uh, oxytocin, uh, how do you pronounce that? Oxycontin. Well, it's, this is something else then. Oxytocin. Why is it so? Well, maybe oxycontin's made from oxytocin. Well, Let's take a look. You have the Merck, check the book have, of knowledge. You have the Merck book there. Consult the book of knowledge. 
Let's take a look. Oxytocin. This actually may change the story, but I think it's still funny. Um, do you have it? Do you have oxytocin? That's right. Oxycontin is oxycodone. Oxytocin may be a generic uh, oxycontin. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Oxytocin. It's T-O-C-I-N? Yeah, I see the book of knowledge. There is nasal spray, side effects. Best known for its roles in sexual reproduction. Interesting. It's a hormone. Well, no, okay, it's well, look for a new brand soon. Research have had, researchers have found the chemical yeah, it's a mammalian in- hormone that the chemical increases trust between partners or friends. They are calling it the monogamy hormone. That if men take this, it will help them to stay faithful to their partner. How much? Well, I'm reading this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this thing has got to be a great bar drug. <laughs> it's a nasal spray. So if if you spray this, then if your wife sprays this in your schnozzle, then you won't then you won't go astray. It's the no stray spray. I say no stray spray. You watch. Woo! Yeah, you like that, huh? You just did that on the fly? I did, on the fly, yeah. Researchers found oxytocin led the men in committed relationships, but not those who were single, to keep a greater distance between themselves and other women. (laughs) Even though they found them attractive. Wow. They should probably package this with Viagra. So you get like, you get your Viagra, but then you also get a little bit of oxytocin so that, you know, you don't be using your Viagra on somebody else. Well, one of our doc, we have a lot of doctors mm-hmm. that they listen to the show. One of them will give us the rundown on this stuff. Yeah. We got a long note from somebody the other day, uh, which we're going to have to sit forward to you because it's for you regarding Haldol. Oh. And he's a professional, and he says that he says this bull crap. Oh. What we've been saying. What? You mean Haldol doesn't uh, make you drool like a mindless zombie? He says these are all side effects that are very rare. He says you take the Haldol and you'll be back to normal within <laughs> 40 <days>. hours. <laughs> 40 hours, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but I, I would stick with the people that say don't take it. Can't take a chance. Take a chance on me. It's a... Risking the show for no good reason. This is true. Uh, I, always wear your seatbelt. Don't want to hurt your head. Don't want to bump your head. And I, I think maybe you should just walk around town with a helmet. <laughs> and knee pads. <laughs> you know, the, the Highway Patrol in California used to drive around in their big cars with helmets on. Oh, really? I didn't know Inside that. Inside the car, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. Hey, um, you, you know. uh, Senate Bill 3254 is out, John. And you're going to tell me why. Uh, well, why well, I, I figure out this is just a tease for Sunday show. This is the NDAA 2013. So the last time we had the National Defense Authorization Act, it was for 2012, and there were some little things in there like, you know, we can black bag you and drone you. And I thought it might be interesting on Sunday to go through some of... Black bag you. <laughs> First, let's, I got an idea. Let's have some fun with this guy. <laughs> Uh, would you, I'll just give you a couple of highlights of stuff that I'm reading through. Again, this is uh, 683 pages of uh, government legislation. We have um, different sections here. Procurement of space-based infrared system satellites. Shallow water combat submersible program. 
Advanced Rotorcraft Initiative. My favorite, Next Generation Exo-Atmospheric Kill Vehicle. How about that, huh? That's basically a space ray. Like it. Authority to retain and recall active duty reserve component members or component members who are victims of sexual assault while on active duty. In other words, you get sexually assaulted, but you can't go home. Uh, enhancement to accept gifts. Um, yes, this is one I'm looking at. Report on Department of Defense support of members of the armed forces who experience traumatic injury as a result of vaccinations required by the department. That should be an interesting report. Whoa, good catch. <laughs> yeah. Next generation host-based cybersecurity system for the Department of Defense. That's a, that's a contract we want to get in on. Department of Defense use of national security agency cloud computing database. Your favorite. Report on education and training and promotion rates for pilots of remotely piloted aircraft. Can you see how I'm just just so I got a boner for this uh, for this legislation? This, <laughs> they this, sure put a lot of stuff in that one bill. <laughs> There's a lot. Well, how about this? Authority to build the capacity of certain counterterrorism forces in Yemen and East Africa. <laughs> Extension of the Pakistani counterinsurgency fund. I mean, this is just some of the things I'm working on for you, and I do it so you don't have to. Let me give you the. I think it's six hundred and. I'm sorry, 668 pages, including the financial schedules, which are all in here. Um, but it is pretty funny just off the bat, just because you know, I started reading it last night, of course. I thought you just might like to know what an overhaul costs. Let me just scroll down to it here, because this is the first item of business uh, section. I think it's section three after they get through all the preamble. It is, uh, here we go, a subtitle C. Refueling and complex overhaul of the USS Abraham Lincoln. What do you think an overhaul costs of a of a ship? Is the Lincoln a, a destroyer or is it a, is it an aircraft carrier? I don't know. It um, doesn't say actually. Well, you can look it up. Let's look it up. So, because I, well, I have different numbers for both devices. Okay. So I so I can get closer to the exact <laughs> we, number. We, we want to bid. It's an aircraft carrier. We want to bid from you. Okay. Yeah, can we have okay, a bid? Okay, so the aircraft carrier, to overhaul the aircraft carrier, <laughs> I overhaul, would say. An overhaul, which means they, they fix the engine. Yeah, they got the engine. These new engines probably needs a paint job. <laughs> um, what else could they do? They could probably, this. there might be some cracks in the windshield. Probably cost a few million dollars just to put it in dry dock, but once it's up there, they take, scrape the barnacles. Uh-huh. Uh, engine, I would say $100 million. I'll give you one more guess. $1.2 billion. I'll give you one last guess. $5 billion. <laughs> okay. No. $1.613392 billion. Hey, I came good. You, well, the second yeah. guess was good enough. <laughs> well, you were close. $1.6 billion for an overhaul. Well, it needs work. <laughs> for an overhaul. Your, your, wow. your Range Rover's not going to be cheap either. <laughs> no, it's not worth the overhaul. Okay, so on Sunday show, I want to talk about the new guy. Uh, the new guy? Yeah. On Xi the show? Jinping. We, we have a new host on the show? Yeah, he's the new host of China. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. We haven't talked about him at all, but okay. I do want to say something. Right. I do have a clip I do want to play because I want to see if you can catch the anomaly. Okay. They, they, there's a, a consulting group. Apparently, when you're the new hot shot uh, of China, which they pick once every 10 years, done by the party. And the weird thing about this guy, this is the guy who went to Iowa during okay. the election. Remember him? He's roaming around because he, he's hanging out with some pals in Iowa. He's a very unusual person. A lot remember. of people don't realize his daughter is actually at Harvard. Anyway, so this okay. guy, uh, it, 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 they're, they have a, they're always surrounded by seven or nine, I think nine advisors, a couple of his people, and then I think five others, which I'm, which is the, is the clip I'm going to play. Uh, and, uh, that forms the government. Which, and which, he, which clip? I don't even know. I have no it's clue. It's the what clip, clip of China party leaders oh, okay. roll out, yeah. reduce the, it. they reduce it from nine to seven. And just tell me if you see, if you find an anomaly as they talk about these people. That's weird. Sources close to the party say the number of standing committee members will be reduced from the current nine to seven. Analysts say Xi and Li could be joined by Vice Premier Zhang Dijian, Shanghai Party Secretary Yun Zhenshan, Vice Premier Wang Qishan, Head of Publicity Department Liu Yunshan, and Tianjin Party Secretary Zhang Gaoli. Is it like eight of these people of the seven, are they all like from the same family? <laughs> There's a lot of X's involved. <laughs> Did you notice anything weird? That's what I know. Is it like Jing Jing Shan? Jing Jing no, Shan? No, no, you missed Xing the Xing? guy. Why is one of the guys the head of the publicity department? <laughs> no, I missed that. Are they that. rolling out movies? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> is that Goebbels? I mean, what is the point? Well, someone has to be in charge of the green screen. Come on. That's good. I like I'm surprised that. you didn't catch no, that. No, I didn't catch it. Well, I, I, you know, because I was waiting for her to say celebrity or something. I, now, whenever I hear these China TV clips of yours, I'm waiting for some weird pronunciation. It distracts <laughs> from the content of the message. Yeah, well, apparently. So, Cor- I went, what? I just anyway, got, I got, I got two quick clips, and then we should end up with your end of show clip. Okay. Uh, Cornell West was on Democracy Now. Have you oh, seen? That guy. Have you seen? Have you seen these two clips? No, you haven't. But no, you, you would have known. every time that guy drives me nuts, he's like he's he's like weird. Okay, so Cornell West, who is this guy? Cornell, it's Cornell, Cornell, some crazy Cornell. name. He is a professor at one of the colleges back east, and he's a notorious uh, socialist uh-huh. who uh, is argumentative, and he's got missing teeth, <laughs> and he's a and he's got, <laughs> and he can't stop talking. And he's he's just an old school black rub, rabble rouser, and I do not understand why he has the chops that he has. In other words, why he gets all these gigs? Well, because I think I think he's an idiot. Well, he what he's done is he's paired up with uh, Tavis Smiley. You know, Tavis. Who yeah, has that, his, there's a combination made in hell. Right. So they're going around, but but I, what I like about these two clips is this is democracy now, and what he says. And Amy Goodman is, you know, she has a sit-down interview with the two of them. They're in chairs, which is new. And this is not behind the desk. And she's got her, you know, her her brown boots on. It's just the whole thing. The whole thing is wrong. The Curry Devorah Consulting Group gag when they look at this video. It's so wrong. Black, you know, curtain backdrop. Everything is wrong. But he says something, and 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 the, the Democracy Now lady. Well, it's like her false teeth fall out whenever this guy talks. I think it's so funny. Here he is with number one about uh, President Obama being newly elected. Isn't, as your book and uh, is titled The Rich and the Rest of Us. Well, one, I think that it's morally obscene and spiritually profane to spend $6 billion on elections, $2 billion on a presidential election. 
and not have any serious discussion. Poverty, trade unions being pushed against the wall, dealing with stagnating and declining wages when profits are still up and the 1% are doing very well. No talk about drones dropping bombs on innocent people. So we end up with such a narrow, truncated political discourse as the major problems, ecological catastrophe, climate change, global warming. So it's very sad. I mean, I'm glad there was not a right-wing takeover. But we end up with a Republican, a Rockefeller Republican in blackface with uh, Barack Obama. So that our struggle in regard to poverty intensifies. That's a pretty rough assessment of President Obama. That's a pretty rough assessment. Of pre- Imagine if anyone else except this idiot said that. A Rockefeller Republican in blackface. Imagine. Imagine. No, that's, that's, no you're right. He can get away with it. This could knock Petraeus off the front page if anyone else said this. Now, now. So that I think that's funny, but what I, here's what I really like because now he goes after people who we consider to be enormous douchebags, and I appreciate this. He's right. I, I, I love Brother Mike Dyson too, but we're living in a society where everybody's up for sale. Everything's up for sale, and he and Brother Sharpton and Sister Melissa and others they have sold their souls for a mess of Obama pottage. And we invite them back to the black prophetic tradition after Obama leaves. But at the moment, they want insider access and they want to tell those kind of lies. They want to turn their back to poor and working people. And it's a sad thing to see them as apologists for the Obama administration in that way, given the kind of critical background that all of them have had at some point. (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." yeah, she's dying here. She didn't expect this. She, she's looking for an Obama bot. And he's like, they, they sold out. They sold out. Sharpton sold out for insider totally. status. Love it. This is so good. So Yeah, I, no, I, I he does that. I, I have to say, some of the stuff he says is pretty compelling. I got to say Although that. Although he's still that was, that was know, good. what he is. All right. hey, I, I want to mention something before we yes, hit to the jingle, which is we do have to mention the mea culpa about the number of... Yes, let me let me say that um, I made a mistake. We were talking about the executive number of executive orders, and I came up with a huge number, nine hundred sixty-three versus Bush sixty sixty-three or something like that. And this was a very well placed meme uh, spreading around the interwebs, and a lot of people called me out on it. Said, oh, "Well, hold on a second. Actually, uh, Obama has written far fewer. Of course, he's only had half the term, but far fewer." Than, uh, than Bush, who had in the 200s, and Obama has 139. I went back, I counted the executive orders, and I was incorrect on that. Um, so, yeah, I got duped. Yeah, we get duped it happens, once in a while on the show. We do the show on the fly yeah. with, uh, with breaking news that we have to an- analyze on the fly. And so sometimes we take shortcuts by actually believing some of the things that yeah. are on the net, yeah, which is, and then, but we yeah. get we get called. We have a, an active uh, conversation with the listeners, our, our producers, producers, and they tell us, "Hey, you're wrong about that," and we say, "Yeah, we were," and then let's go back. It really didn't mean a lot in the scheme of things, but right. it was uh, embarrassing. It's happened to both of us. It happens. It happens, and I apologize. And what can you do? Can I just do Pelosi as an idiot clips? Well, Pelosi is an idiot. That's what I mean. <laughs> Did you get? Did you get the clip where she says, uh, "We are weird uh, now that we yes, got the gavel." Yes, 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 yes. Of course, oh, I got yeah. that. What, what a wait jerk! A minute, wait a minute. So first of all, this. So she's about. She's running for re-election of herself as a minority speaker, and what she does is she gets 
eight million women on stage. And by the way, can I interrupt you here and just mention one thing? You listen to any of these women go on and on. They are not even remotely interested. None of them, none of these Democrat women seem, at least with Pelosi in charge, to be interested in representing the people whom they're supposed to represent. All they do is represent women's issues by yep. their own admission. Yep. It yep. is disgusting. It is, it's it's d- discrimination and racist. In in fact, I would even say racist against sexist white men. Too. Sexist, racist, everything. So so of course, when you watch this on C-SPAN, you, you you know before it starts, you get all that preamble. So they're coming up on stage, and I just want you to listen because she. Starts singing hallelujah softly under her breath, and she's laughing like a maniac. I just want you to hear it. Okay. When someone laughs like that. <laughs> They're insane. All right. So here she is. Now she. this is her big speech to show how incredibly awesome she is. Not a big deal. Oops. Millions of women's votes who helped us elect a record number of women to the Congress of the United States. As you look forward, understand that you are looking into the future. I just want to say that was the that was poetry right there. As you look forward, understand you are looking into the future. The future of empowerment of women. Screw you, men. In America. You saw some of these faces yesterday among the new members elect. I said then that they were part of the most diverse caucus in the history of the world the first time. It's, by the way, it's not the most diverse caucus. It's a women. It's anything but diverse caucus. It is a bunch of women. All right, here it comes. Hey, we're, right, we're running short here. Yeah, yeah. Play. Uh, uh. That a parliamentary body would have a party who had a majority of women and minorities as its strength. And we're very, very proud of that. Said yesterday we did not have the majority but we have the gavel. Excuse me. We don't have the gavel. <laughs> we don't have it. We have our own gavel. <laughs> we have something more important. A vagina. We have unity. Oh, okay. Vagina. Uh, but did you hear that uh, when when uh, the reporter uh, said, and this and it was very interesting the way this was spun because re- very rarely do you hear the question. The reporter said, "There are some people in your party who think that it's time for you to go, being over seventy, and let some new, uh, some younger people in." He specifically says, "There are some people in your party," and then these women go nuts. Just listen to this. I met you had a question yesterday. Oh. <laughs> okay. Some of your colleagues privately say that your decision to stay on prohibits the party from having a younger leadership and will be hurt and hurts the party in the long term. What's your response? Discrimination. Discrimination. Next. 
Discrimination! Discrimination! She, so she says next? Yeah, discrimination! Well, that's your shut up slave moment. What? Well, discrimination! Shut up! <laughs> I guess. I, oh! Wow! Oh, you've always asked that question except to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> this is who is leading your country, ladies and gentlemen. How could you real. California! California! Go spank yourself! Yeah, well, How that's been you gerrymandered and she never can lose it, that spot ever. Oh, what a douchebag. So let's wrap. Yeah. Discrimination. <laughs> Next. Discrimination. Discrimination. I'm tired of this. Well, John, once again, it was lovely uh, hooking up with you. And I'm glad you were able to top me once again. I didn't top you. Now you come on, you top me. On what? You just top me. Top me, baby. Top me. Yeah, in your dreams. <laughs> we'll be back on Sunday for another fine episode. And let me ask you a question. Should we do a Thanksgiving show? Because um, whenever we do, no one ever shows up. I'm going to Port Angeles. I'll be up there. And I thought about this, and I said, well, maybe I do some clip shows. I could probably put a clip show together. I could I could get some old shows and do a real clip show where we, some of the best of, and I could run it. And then I said, you know, on Thanksgiving morning, I really don't have anything else to do. So we might as well just do a show. All right, we'll do a show then. Coming to you from the capital of the Drone Star State and proud of it, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'm planning to do a Thanksgiving show with Adam. And we're also going to be working the next Sunday, too, which is all holiday stuff, which means, gee, try to listen, because I'm sure we'll have good stuff. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> Freedom Fiends are up sometime after this show on uh, NoAgendaStream.com. Uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. He's Europe editor Gavin Hewitt reports. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of protesters packed central Madrid to protest against austerity. It was a far bigger turnout than expected and throws down a challenge not just to the Spanish government, but to Europe's leaders. Earlier, protesters had tried to enforce a general strike by blocking roads. There were clashes with police. The protests were part of a Europe-wide day of action, with hundreds of thousands of people striking against spending cuts and austerity. Because we cannot go in this way, like Greece, Italy, Spain. Uh, all the cuts are bringing more unemployment, more and more unemployment, in bet- worse conditions. In Madrid, protesters went from store to store, pulling down shutters. Turning on those using restaurants, surrounding taxi drivers that continued working. There are some basic facts driving these protests. Spain is in recession for the second time in three years. Unemployment is still going up, the economy is weakening, and yet further spending cuts and tax increases are in the pipeline. There were protests in at least six European countries today. Much of Spain's transport network was shut down in a country where unemployment is nearly 26%. In Portugal, there was a general strike. Their debt is 107% of national income. In Greece, protesters cried, enough is enough. 
The economy there has shrunk 23% in just five years. They have to pay attention to the protests, to the social dimension that the austerity measures have in Europe. At the same time, I think there is no alternative to the austerity measures. They have to be a bit more social, they have to be a bit more gentle, but I think they should not step away from the austerity measures. But the stories of hardship and tragedy are increasing. A few days ago, a woman in northern Spain committed suicide after being evicted from her home. These protesters are camping outside a bank, demanding that eviction stop. Pidel Padalinis has been forced out of his flat. People are sick of this, he said. Sooner or later, it's going to explode. At times in recent weeks, it has seemed as if the Eurozone crisis was easing. But the outlook for the real economy is worsening, and the frustration was visible on Spanish streets. Gavin Hewitt, BBC News. Everyone, we begin tonight as we do every night, keeping them honest, looking for facts, not offering our opinions or trying to play favorites. We're not supporting Democrats or Republicans. You can find that on other cable channels. Our goal is just real reporting, finding the truth, the facts. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.